Blog Talk Radio. Angeles, California. Welcome to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show with your host, Shaw McCain. Hi, everybody. I'm your host, Shaw McCain. I'd like to welcome listeners to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show. My show is created to provide an open-minded platform to welcome the gifted and extraordinary thinkers from every walk of life and circumstance. Please follow the Paranormal and Sacred on Facebook for upcoming events and special speakers from around the world and we are translated into many different languages for our listeners outside the country. You can follow us on Facebook, uh, just go to Paranormal and Sacred, and you can also message me there. The call-in number tonight is 619-924-9744, and the Paranormal and Sacred airs every Friday night, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, we also have Sacred Sundays every Sunday morning, 11 a.m., for those who choose. Uh, during this show, I can take your questions in order on chat. You may call in with your question and speak with our great guest tonight. Any buzzkillers in chat or on the phone will be similarly kicked out. And uh, I have a copy of your stuff, so please leave me alone. I won't have to call you and bug you. Anyway, I just have just one announcement to make to our dear friends, uh, uh, the, the Paranormal Angels every Wednesday night. Uh, their calling number uh, to keep on hand is 718 718- Six six four six four zero seven, and you can call and listen in while their hosts Marcia Becker and Geraldine Bauf uh, talk about every kind of topic, and that's called the Paranormal Angels, and that's Wednesday nights. Tonight I have a very special guest. Um, he's an awesome man, and I'm going to read you a little bit of his bio before I welcome him on. Uh, Dr. Frank Lobato was born in Brooklyn, New York, and after his first out-of-body experience at 18, he attended programs at the Monroe Institute developed abilities in conscious expansion, rescued souls who transitioned and worked on many levels in the non-physical. He has become aware through his personal life journey the reality of the continuum of life on all planes of existence. Accessing the other side is an essential birthright readily available to all. He's going to teach us about that tonight. He is psychically assisted by his daughter Linda who transitioned May 7, 2012 at the age of 27. Linda works with him in the physical and non-physical as their journeys intertwine. He has twin souls with his beautiful daughter and is extremely rare but not born as identical twins themselves. He's also working on a book that's going to help millions understand that their children bring, it, bring to them as teachers, guides, and angels. Pure, unconditional love heals the wound and pain and sadness and the anger of physical separation when we lose a child. Is, is probably the worst thing that's ever happened to a person. He will share with us tonight experiences, and he proves that the gifts of our loved ones are present to us are real, normal, and natural. Dr. Lobato maintains a special dental practice. He did a two-year fellowship in plastic surgery at NYU, working with children born with facial deformities. And he volunteered for three years at a child life clinic 
at the RWJ hospital as a layperson, making children laugh, playing games, visiting the kids in the bed, and preparing parents for the transition that their children will undertake. This amazing Dr. Lobato is a variety, has a variety of interests, travel agent, piano player, oil painter, and voice impersonator. He's pulled that on me. He's called me as Frank Sinatra before. Anyway, growing up, he worked many jobs, paperboy, dishwasher, cashier, and manager of McDonald's. He ran track and grammar and high school winning medals, and he coached track at his grammar school. Linda contacts him and helps many people on this earthly plane, and actually that's how we met in, a, in sort of a way, and he'll talk about that tonight. But anyway, and many souls who have transitioned. We look forward to his upcoming book. We're really waiting for that one, and he'll tell us when and where. And Dr. Lovato resides in Long Island with his wife, beautiful wife, Susan. So I know that he's on the line, so I'm going to get him on right now. Welcome, Dr. Lovato, to the Paranormal Sacred Radio Show. You're live. Well, thank you. As uh, Johnny Carson would say, Alexa, Alexa, wild, wild stuff tonight. Uh, it's, it's big <laughs> stuff. We have to take care of that, you know. Oh, it's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I told him that you were you called me as Frank Sinatra before and I was just when that's when we first met too, so I didn't know what was gonna happen, but uh <laughs> Frank, why don't you tell us actually how we met because this this is really kind of an extraordinary experience. We actually met through Jackie Barrett. And tell us okay, what happened. Um Yeah, well I'll I'll give you a rundown because I know sometime later in Jackie wants to discuss uh, in, in great details uh, how we met. But uh, to make a long story very short right now, uh, Jackie was in, in pain and she was misdiagnosed by uh, several ENT and, and dentists in the area. And uh, she was sitting in front of my office crying and a young woman came over there and said, everything is going to be fine. Frank will be in tomorrow. Uh, there's a little bit more to that story. I'll let Jackie tell it a little bit later on. And uh, the next day uh, when she came in my office, uh, she explained the whole story, and I showed her a picture of a girl, and she said, oh, that's your daughter, Linda. That's who came to me <laughs> uh, yesterday on Sunday. So, And that's how Jackie and I met. And then a week later, she was feeling better, and uh, she said, oh, you have to come on this radio show. Uh, and you were very kind enough uh, just on Jackie's recommendation to, to uh, entertain uh, you know, what I had to say, and um, I, really, I really appreciate your, your openness and your kindness. And uh, I was going to say something at the end, but I guess I'll say it now at the beginning, uh, which is very important, is that I want to acknowledge to your fans the important spiritual forum and space you have created to allow for a shift in conscious expansion in humanity, and that what you're here to do is actually very normal, everyday, and real. Uh, because, you know, society defines paranormal as beyond the range of normal experience or scientific explanation. But proven with all your guests and, and all of your work that in reality uh, it is very scientific, uh, very educated program, very ordinary, everyday people come on and they express what is real. And maybe uh, society has it backwards. Maybe this show is the normal and the sacred. And what's out there is paranormal. <laughs> you're, you know, you're, you're, well, that's what it feels like to me, Dr. Frank. But thank you so much. I am so honored. You know, that really is so such an encouragement. Uh, yes, and your 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 listeners so must 
really uh, come to realize with gratitude and humility what you're creating in, in the shift and in, in the evolution of mankind. And you are to be commended uh, for your work. And uh, I applaud you. And I'm sure everybody that's on the other end of, of a phone or a computer right now is probably clapping and cheering you. Yay. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Frank. It makes me feel great. It makes me feel like keep going on, keep going. Don't give up. And it's, that's uh, right. It's, it's, it's wonderful, and uh, that's exactly why I uh, started the show, is to create a space where people can talk and and just keep an open mind and open forum for people just to talk and share, and it's turned out to be a great big blessing, really, you know, and thank you for that so much. Now, um, let's talk about you, mister. Thank you, thank you. Let's talk about <laughs> you. Why don't you tell us about uh, your specialized dental practice? Because I know that you, you have something really great going on. All right. Um, spiritually, uh, I work with patients uh, who suffer from extreme anxiety and fear uh, that have been wounded by experiences, uh, not only in this lifetime, but other lifetimes, past lives as well. And uh, I understand that I bring to them a special kind of healing because I work in the sacred space between the throat and third eye chakras. And uh, many seek me out, even though they don't realize what I'm doing for them sometimes, or they don't understand it. So that's coming from the spiritual end, but from the practical end. Uh, in college at NYU, I volunteered at the special patient care clinic in the, in the dental school. I was in college. I take the train uptown. And I worked in, in this clinic uh, volunteering with physically disabled patients of all ages and backgrounds. And then um, I started working for a dentist who specialized in prosthetics, which is reconstructive dentistry. And he worked, and we worked with some of the most famous uh, artists and, and uh, personalities of the time. I'll drop a few names for you. Frank Sinatra, Greta Garbo, Vice President Spiro Agnew, Willie Mays, Olivia Newton-John, Howard Cosell, Tommy Lasorda, David Brenner, and uh, a lot of heads of states from Europe and South America. And then you mentioned in, in my bio that I did work a two-year fellowship in plastic surgery and surgical orthodontics at the NYU Medical School, uh, which I wrote a paper on, and I was published in, in the American Journal of Orthodontics. And I worked with children um, who were born with facial deformities. And it's very sad to see these children born. And we have to work with them and reconstruct them. So I was part of a big plastic surgery team for two years. And I'm very honored and grateful to have those experiences. And then as an aside, I had, you had said that I did do volunteer work at, at this Robert Wood Johnson's Hospital as a regular person. And all that added to my dentistry. But um, I have advanced training in many fields, orthodontics, pedodontics, which is working with children, prosthodontics, like I had just mentioned, uh, endodontics, which is root canal, cosmetics, implants, and periodontics. But I maintain a general practice with sedation, and I have a dental lab on the premise, so I can move swiftly and, and quickly between specialties simultaneously so the patient gets optimum care at the same time. And, of course, Linda worked with me many summers and during her career choices, and she's still with me every day. <laughs> she comes in, and she interacts with the staff and the patients and myself, and it's, it's really a blessing to have her, uh, even now in the non-physical. You, do you mind telling us what happened? 
or yes. you don't have to talk uh, about what happened to her. But do you want to talk about what happened to her? Uh, I think we should save that for the book. Okay, that's okay. something that yes. explained in detail in the book. So um, if I, if you don't mind, I I would rather I would rather that's something I read rather have everybody read about. No, I don't mind at all. And I just, I was just wondering. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, your book and, and what's going on with that? And, uh... Okay, yes. Uh, right now the book is in the uh, phase of uh, what we would call uh, editing and uh, fine-tuning. And uh, what's uh, very important about the book is I can't, uh, we can't say too much because even in the world of spirituality, there is darkness, and uh, people will pick up on on an idea and and take it, and take it, and not uh, bring the truth forward. And it's very important that truth is spoken, and the word gets out. And that if I can help one person who's lost a child or a loved one, open their hearts to the normal, natural, real, uh, everyday messages the children bring, and we can acknowledge in the physical reality that there's only an that this is our essential birthright, uh, that uh, we can access the other side, it's real and it's normal, uh, then, then I've, 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 done, I've made a promise to Linda that I, I am fulfilling. So uh, what I can say about the book is that it's not, when it's published, uh, you'll know about it. But in the meantime, if anybody wants to get information, if you can be the guardian and uh, you know they can contact you uh, through through your Facebook page or, or your website, and I'll mm-hmm. keep you updated. Because once I do publish the book, then I will create a website on the book, but not beforehand. So that's yeah. I, it, I'm just looking forward to it. And I know that it's going to help many many people, as I have also. You know, I lost my niece, and she I was like her mother. And uh, at 14, and it was a very uh, difficult blow. It took me many, many years to process through it, but I have, you know, and uh, I'm really interested in your book. And um, Well, that's why point, I'm writing this, because it's, a, this is a, it's real. Everything that's occurred is guided uh, by many people, and there's this solid, positive, cognitive, real, normal, Proof that life exists on all levels simultaneously, and this is just one level of a total reality. That's so true, and it's, it's so beautiful for me because she did come and tell me she was okay. You know, Good. so I do know that this is absolutely true what you're saying, and that I really look forward to your book. Now, thank you. Why don't you tell yes. us about your life journey and the people who shaped your path and also, you're training at the Monroe Institute because I have another dear and very close friend that she actually did her training at the Monroe Institute too. She goes quite often. Oh, very nice. We probably know her. <laughs> I'm there a lot. Uh, what happened is that uh, everyone has a life journey and a life purpose, and this journey and purpose is predetermined before our birth. So uh, mine uh, became apparent as I guess I grew older. Uh, I had an, my first. OBE or out of body experience at 18 years of age. Shortly after that, my grandfather started entering my body, uh, as did my father after he uh, transitioned, and my aunt, and of course later on Linda. And then I started to become curious about these events, and I started to read books. And at the time, it was called astral projections, so I was practicing that, and then my meditation. 
Um, and as time went on, I, I was always a spiritual kid. Uh, it's, th- it's different than a religious, uh, someone who's religious, and I'll explain that. Was, was, my mother was the one who passed this along to me. Spirituality means that you accept your knowing as real and natural and normal, and you respect other people's knowing as real and natural and knowing. Because each of us have a higher selves, and those higher selves take us on different paths. But eventually the answer we receive are all the same, because we are all God-knowing, and we all come from the same source. And that's what spirituality does. It's almost like if we sit down and we look at a movie, and you say the movie's great, and I say the movie's eh, and somebody says the movie's terrible. But at the end of the day, we all hug and love each other, and we're going to go out tomorrow night to dinner. That's spirituality. I mean, it's a a silly uh, explanation of spirituality, but everyone is correct. Every answer is correct, and every knowing is correct for the person that's going through the knowing. And that's what makes us spiritual people. So as time went on, um, then I started to rescue souls. This started to happen to me, and the first person I rescued was a friend that I knew from childhood uh, at 9-11, and I went into a meditative state that night. I had not yet been to the Monroe Institute. And I went to a meditative state, and I found her. And I told her, look around, that there was an attack today, and the towers were destroyed. Uh, there's nobody here. Uh, you know, you can go into the light. And she looked at me, and she said, why are you here? I said, well, I'm here to tell you it's okay. And she gave me a big hug and a kiss, and she just turned and ascended. It's very important when you rescue souls because sometimes souls often get stuck if they leave their body suddenly and tragically. Uh, They still think they're alive or in the physical being, and uh, we need to contact them and work with them so they can understand that it's their time to move on. And that's very, very important. And eventually this led me to the Monroe Institute, or TMI as all of our Monroe people uh, call it, founded by a fellow named Bob Monroe, who, uh, ironically, was a very famous radio and television producer in the 1930s and 40s. And, uh, like I said, there are many paths uh, in spirituality, and you're guided by those paths by your inner, your higher self and your inner resonance. Monroe Institute is just one of many, many places for learning and, and spiritual growth. There's the uh, Diamond Heart, there's the Ramta School, there's the Omega Institute, And no matter what path you take, uh, the answers are all the same. Because spiritually, everything is the same. Everything is equal. So my higher self led me to TMI uh, because I like what Bob had to say. And all all, all he says is that you are more than your physical body. So go out there, explore, find out for yourself, come back, and these are your answers. They're real to you. They're your knowing, and they're true to you. And people from all over the world come to TMI, and they share their knowing in a nurturing, loving environment. And what is uh, interesting, uh, many of us uh, from extremely diverse backgrounds, educational, economic backgrounds, we all come to similar awakenings and uh, conscious expansion. Again, we're all the same. And this TMI and other centers all over the world, it just really... Uh, expressing the the oneness of humanity. But it's really cool to go to Virginia, even though there's uh, programs all over the world, because there you get to really experience Bob's energy 
and his magic and the magic of the Institute and what it has to offer and opening you up and freeing you to grow and, and as an enlightened being. And uh, I work with many great spiritual teachers, and I've been blessed and honored and humbled to have shared my time with them. Uh, they hold space and they create openings for us to do the work. One of them is Karen Malik, who will be on your show in February, uh, Francine King and Lee Stone. Uh, all of these three from the Monroe Institute are part of my journey with Linda in my book. And, uh, but you don't have to, the most important thing that I want to say to everybody here now, you don't have to have any natural abilities in order to participate in any of these places of conscious expansion. These are for the everyday person, and it's your guides that bring you there. It's almost like you're learning how to drive your own spiritual car in the realm of the non-physical. And you're knowing how to drive. That's your earthly life. And it's part of a larger eternal you know, sojourn. You know, we live forever. So I just uh, I hope that answers that question for you. <laughs> yeah, it does. And um, what is the, the mechanism by which um, you get into your meditative state? you have a well, technique I, that you use alone, or uh it meditation people meditate it's usually a personal thing when people meditate um but usually you go into a state some people go through a mantra uh some people just go into a deep breathing uh, there there's so many different ways what i do is i uh you know i access uh, work through uh well, originally through the hemisync, which is a technique that Bob Monroe developed, which synchronizes your left and right brain waves. And then you go into different focus levels. And in those levels, you go into different out-of-body experiences and you work in different realms of conscious expansion and consciousness and non-physical planes of existence. So that's how I do it. But again, again, uh, there's a whole group out there that are just uh, naturals. That This happens to them yeah. naturally. <laughs> so, wow. Um, and can, I want to go back a little bit. Can I ask you something about sure. your, your out-of-body experience? Could you describe that for our listeners? Okay. When you, you have an out-of-body experience, I'm going to describe my knowing, okay? Yeah. Again, my knowing. So it may not be your knowing, but this is my knowing and out-of-body experience, which others have confirmed that, the you know, when you're in an out-of-body state, Everything is real. There is no time and space. You feel, you touch, you smell, you taste, you embrace, you cry, you love as if it as if you were in your body. Think of your think reaching out, touch your own arm or touch a friend's arm. Think of it as it's as real as taking a shower in the morning. This is a real state of being. It's a non-physical state. So it's, you know, and that's only one form. Then you can go into meditation. Some people go into lucid dreaming. There's so many different venues that that each yeah. person has. So for me, an out-of-body experience, when I say I have an OBE, I am shifting out of my body. I am walking around. I am going to different levels of consciousness. I am touching and feeling and seeing and smelling things that are real. And when I go really, really deep, deep, deep into an out-of-body experience, 
I've experienced a, a, a near-death experience a couple of times, what they call an NDE, but only I was mm-hmm. totally alive. Uh, um, it, I, I have great respect and admiration for these souls, these teachers that have near-death experiences. They're chosen to go through these experiences and come back and tell us about it. And uh, those people, you know, you're, they're really accessing the other side. But through the work at the Monroe Institute, I have had quite a few and then with my work uh, in other realms, that I have mm-hmm. I have gone to that place, and I say, you know, if I can do it, everybody can do it. That's very important. It is very important. It is accessible to anybody that has a willingness to uh, be what I call a seeker. You know, you do have to seek out others of your kind and also places where you can actually trust the people and then go through this process. It's letting go of your ego and um, going in there and feeling these deep feelings is quite extraordinary. Right. Again, it's like you said, it's, it's, it's a place where a space of sacredness is created and everybody's opinion counts and everybody's feelings count. And that's what it really humanity is all about. We are, we all count. We all create and we all make a difference in this world physically and in the non-physical because we are all part of the same essential being that one being that just makes us all that's right uh do you know marla freeze she attends there quite often do you know who she is uh no yes i, I don't know her, but i'm sure that okay. uh, everybody at the institute is probably saying oh we know marla <laughs> yeah just <laughs> I was just wondering if our dead suitor and stuff, because yeah, you never know who knows who. So it's this uh, little Monroe world is getting smaller and smaller. And um, anyway, well, so... Yeah, well, actually, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, oh, go ahead. It gets bigger and bigger because more and more people come and realize what's what's happening at the Institute. Uh, you know, we have a good uh, good group now. Uh, Scooter McMonagle is uh, the president of uh, Bob Monroe's stepdaughter, and their, uh, her husband, Joe, is one of the premier remote viewers in the world. I know you had one of the premier remote viewers on a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, it would be yes. nice if you can get Joe McMonagle Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, go ahead. If you can get Joe McMonagle on, that, I mean, with the books he wrote and what he's, what he's done, he he's another one. Again, spiritual warrior like everybody else that comes onto your program, somebody who really knows and really brings out the essence of what we're really all about. So it's an, another another great another great soul, uh, you know, in, in, in our in our work. He's another great soul. Yeah, I like to I like the way you put it that um you state that you're another person with natural abilities. And uh, you've been talking to us about some people that uh, do have natural abilities. So right. you came in not having natural abilities. And how did you find this? And why don't you talk to us about this? Okay. Uh, I'll go back to uh, as a kid growing up in Brooklyn. Right? It's always a good story to tell. You know, yeah. If you want to play ball you know, on our block, uh, you had to practice and get good enough. Uh, there's a spiritual law that holds true for all of us. Discipline leads to excellence, which leads to freedom. So I was always practicing baseball or running track or practicing guitar or the piano or my impersonations until I was good enough to join in. You know, I was good enough to play baseball. I became free. They called me in to play. I ran track. I had fun. 
I went out there. I did impersonations in comedy clubs. I, you know, I made a few dollars. I had a good time. Uh, but I always, what I always, I learned, I always learned from those who have natural abilities in every field, and I respected them, and I never envied their abilities because these are gifted people put on this planet by God for us to learn and grow. So I, I always respected those people, as we say, who can get up there and hit a home run, first pitch, or, or run the fastest time without practicing, or move gracefully on the dance floor. And uh, in the realm of the, of the physical, you know, of the non-physical and spiritual, uh, there are uh, people that really are here to help us. Uh, the, I call them the naturals, the mediums, the channelers. Uh, healers uh, like Bob Monroe and yourself and uh, Karen Malik, who I said will be on in, uh, in February. Uh, I mentioned Lee Lee Stone and Francine King of the Monroe Institute. Harriet McDonough, a person that I did some energy healing work with. Jeannie Callahan, who was on last month on your show. And, of course, one of the, the greats, our mutual friend Jackie Barrett, who needs no inter- introduction. Yeah. These people are mediums, and, and they're, they're here for us and 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 we need to respect them and and reach out to them they're our teachers they 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 really serve a purpose and they and they and they dedicate their lives to that purpose and also the most important of all these people are our children who have made their transition they are our teachers they are our guides they are angels they are our gifts to us to help us in our journeys to help free ourselves from our egos you had said before, the judgments of ourselves, the judgments we place on others, the materialistic wants and the earthly illusions of this life, they free us so we can rise up and live in unconditional love and, uh, and not have to come back for earthly incarnations. So our children, with their courage, these are our greatest, our greatest natural gifts. And we all, of that have lost children and loved ones, uh, we've all had this gift come to us. Yes. Um, I, I want to uh, acknowledge your fans. Of the, there, there is this, uh, and uh, you already talked to me about this, about how, um, what I'm doing on here, because when I first started doing this radio show, let's go back to that question for a minute. When I started doing this radio show, I actually didn't know what I was doing, and nobody would train me. I couldn't get a mentor. I couldn't get anything. And I started taking these little classes, and then I did it some one-on-one with uh, Nick uh, Snow of uh, Blog Talk Radio. And little by little, I just learned it. And then then what it was, I didn't even know what that was going to be. And then it just morphed into what it is now. And that's what I'm proud of. And your support means so much to me. It really does. And what you – in the – energy you have brought in here. You have so many people on um, have called in tonight and are waiting to speak with you. And I don't well, know get... if you want to start taking a question or you want to... Uh, no, uh, I, I'd like to continue. I'd like to continue a little uh, show, but I would the like to just... Half. Yeah, the second, the second half. half. I think we'll the first half... Questions. A few more things that I... I'd like to discuss with you before we take a question because then that shifts the energy away from really what I would like to talk about at the beginning. So, um, uh, yeah, the the, um, the other thing that I I wanted to say to you is, um, uh, you know, I'm asked by a lot of people, what, what, 
what what is your purpose for writing a book about life in the non-physical? Why why did you why did you right. do this? So I say to them that uh, my purpose uh, actually, and p- the paramount purpose, is to keep a promise to Linda, uh, my teacher, my spiritual warrior, and honor her courage, and wisdom, and grace, and inner beauty, uh, because she shows me that everything is real and everything is normal. Any fear of death is erased. We are the lucky ones uh, because we have been given the gift to see what life is really like, to change our courses, to alter our destinies, because our children, our teachers, have courageously fulfilled the promises they made before they were born. We cannot let them down. We're their parents. Uh, They have given their earthly life so we can live, so we can ascend in the light and choose to live beyond material attachments. And by doing so, we free ourselves from the cycle of earthly incarnations, as I had said before. But very important is I want to share some of my knowing uh, and what Linda taught me, how to, how to handle the first Christmas, which is why I'm on tonight, right before the holidays. Uh, the first holiday after a soul's transition is always a difficult one, especially if it's your child. I mean, the heartbreak and the tragedy, uh, everyone out there has experienced that. There, there's no words to describe that. There, there, it's just, a, it's just a, a sense of it puts you in a different, a different dimension altogether. And it's tough because this is the time of year when people of all belief systems gather together. They express love. They experience true joy. They share heartfelt emotions with family and friends. And even though I've been given many gifts by Linda, and I've been blessed with the knowing that life exists beyond physical matter to reality, I'm still human. You know, Shakespeare says, if you prick us, do we not bleed? My sadness and grief that first year at times was overwhelming. My heart was totally annihilated. Boy, I couldn't listen to any Christmas songs. I had to change radio stations in the office. I, I, I cried uncontrollably and incessantly when I, I looked at pictures of Linda. I just thought of her. Uh, I couldn't play the piano or pick up a paintbrush. Forget about looking at a Christmas card. <laughs> and there was no holiday in my, my office. I didn't even attend any parties or social gathering. I couldn't even say Merry Christmas to anyone. That's how much pain I was in. And some of my family and friends actually stood away, almost as if I had a plague and they, and they were afraid to catch it. But I understood that uh, what it was, it was their fear uh, uh, of the illusion of the finality of the physical separation. They weren't ready to deal with it, which we're not ready until something like this happens with your children. But however, many loving souls, family, friends, neighbors, relatives, did embrace me from physical and the non-physical, and they called me. And I want to just say that Linda and I are forever grateful for their love and support. But I welcome the grief. It's very important because I am alive it is an integral part of the healing process. It is essential to the lifting of the veil. And what I learned from Linda is that if you silence your inner judge, you experience the true essence of courage that allows the sadness, the loss, the loneliness and grief to be just what they are and nothing else. 
Silencing that inner judge removes the anger. The opposite of anger is depression. And lets these emotional, essential emotions vibrate true within our hearts. You feel the pain of the separation, but the fear of it controlling you is gone. It is normal to allow these feelings to envelop you. It's okay to cry in public. Hey, we're at the dinner table or at a party. You can live your life now because you're not allowing your ego to cast judgments or guilt on how you are perceived by yourself or how you are perceived by others, which is very important. But remember, what's most important is our children want us to live, laugh, and love. They courageously fulfilled their promise to us and allowed us to see what life is, a place to experience and learn and grow. And we, in turn, honor their courage by living. One of the great Christmas movies is uh, It's a Wonderful Life, and I always remember what Clarence, the guardian angel, says to George. George, you've been given a great gift here to see what the world would be like without you. Don't you see what a terrible thing would be to throw it all away? Our children, our teachers, our angels, our guides, our treasures, our blessings inspire us. They give us the greatest of Christmas gifts themselves. We can't throw it all away. We also want to, we must honor our children and we must honor ourselves. And interesting, uh, the brain actually releases the same physiological healing endorphins whether we laugh or cry. And by laughing, we live. And our children are happy on the other side because of that. And they ascend higher when we laugh and we're happy, which in turn helps us to ascend higher when we exit our physical journey. So it's not just the sadness and the, and the grief that heals. It's the laughter that heals. And we need to live again and honor and finish our journey because this is what we agreed to before we entered. We made this agreement with ourselves and our children. So, no matter thank what you. happens, thank yes, you. No, no matter, matter what, what happens, right. we have to just hang in there. And uh, for me, it was uh, I. I had a spiritual experience, and I I really had a many. Uh, divine interventions and everything. So I knew God was real, but for about uh, a year, I went through a, a time that I call a very dark spot where I didn't want to talk to God. I figured that he wasn't a friend of mine, you know, where, if these things are allowed to happen. I just went there. If this is allowed to happen, what do I need you for? That was like that. But since I knew he was real and loved me, I asked other people to pray for me. And it, exactly. it, it helped me. It took me about a year to get through it. But after that, I came, you know, I came back to my senses and I embraced God again. You know, but it took me the about a year. Of, the power of prayer is very important, and you, we don't realize that until the soul transitions. And uh, the gifts are there. And actually, uh, you, what you did is what I had just talked about. You eventually let go of the anger that the ego and the judgment and the what-ifs and how-comes. And once you yeah. silence that, you realize that in actuality, look at the gift you have now. Look at the angel that waits for you when your time comes. Yes. You know, yes, and that's, that's a beautiful. Makes me so happy. That's right. It yeah. removes the when finality of the illusion of this physical world. It does. Well, because we live actually forever. All of us live forever. Our souls go on and we move on to, to the next thing. I guess some go straight to heaven. 
You know that she pulled me aside when she was 12, and she was living with me, and she told me that she was going to go. She went to heaven. She had a dream. She went to heaven, and she was with Jesus. That was two years before she passed. So she knew it was coming. You know, it was hard to accept. I thought she was telling me. I said, well, who did you see there? And she said, I saw you there. So she saw me in heaven. I had dreamt the same way. I said, what did I look like? She said, you were wearing a crown. I went, that's when I dream about me in heaven. I'm wearing a crown. So uh, <laughs> I knew she was telling me that's true. Well, she's oh, a natural. God. That's a natural gift. Yes, that's a beautiful she is. natural gift. And you know why you have that crown? Because you work in the realm of, of, of the spiritual, of the ethereal. You work in the realm of the higher angels and guides and God himself or herself or itself or whatever we call it. You work in that realm, and you are commended, and and the masters and the teachers from the other side commend you, and you will be raised up at a higher level because of the work you're doing now. You forego monetary and physical joy in your life to to create a forum here, and it's a a life purpose. It's a dedication. It's the discipline which leads to excellence, which leads to freedom. There's another spiritual law that says... uh, uh, dishonesty forfeits divine intervention. So if you are very honest with yourself, which you are, and the people you work with and the work you do, and I know your work you do with, with the souls in, in, in your line of work, and in your honesty, you're, you're blessed. You have divine intervention. You know, uh, an oh, attitude really of gratitude. Dr. Frank. <laughs> it's hard to take to <laughs> do an interview when you want to cry through the whole thing. <laughs> Well, listen, it's okay what I did. It's okay to cry. We're human. Hey, crying is a healing yeah. endorphin. I can make us laugh yeah. or I can make us cry. Whatever you want. We're good. Bo-bo. Linda says we're good. Bo-bo. We're here and we're good. Whatever whatever you want, um, we can do it. Can I can I talk to you a little bit about when uh where you were growing up and uh, what kind of family you came in and what you guys believed like growing up and did you say your prayers at dinner? Like what was your life like as a child? Okay, uh, we were uh, we were raised Catholic. Uh, that's not to say that we, re- you know, uh, Catholic is a religion and it's a beautiful religion, and every religion is a beautiful religion. But in the house, my mom was very spiritually oriented. Uh, uh, you know, we say that we we said the Rosary and we went to church every Sunday. We went to Catholic school, but there was more to just sitting in the mass or listening to the priest there was just a different energy about it there was a spirituality about how she raised us to to think and feel differently so um i think spirituality has to is a, is a, is a journey is a process you start out as a catholic one of my sisters is a, is, is a devout buddhist I'm I you know I have great faith in the blessed mother and Jesus and 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 the holy spirit yet I'm I I I don't uh just prescribe to any one religion as the be all and say all because you don't want to be narrowed into into and every belief system is a good belief system so no matter where your beliefs coming from uh whether 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 you're Hebrew or you're a Muslim or you're Hindu or Shiite, that's your basic training. That's your boot camp, your spiritual boot camp. And then when you graduate from spiritual boot camp, if you're if you're taught freedom in in your religion or in your household, and then it's okay to say, hey, you know, I, I think 
I remember one summer in uh, in, in the on the summer house, I went to every different church on a Sunday. I went to Lutheran, I went to Episcopal, I went to Methodist, I went to I went to Jewish synagogue, I went to a mosque. I wanted to experience everybody's what they believed in, and I came out with the same answer. When people are really connected, it's all about unconditional love. Yes, definitely. And that's where we come from is is love. Um, when uh, my my middle grandson was born, I was lucky enough to be right there in that uh, delivery room. And oh, what a blessing. Mark. Yes, what I was blessed because, well, oh. because the first time I was there, the father was there, but then all of a sudden he took off, but I couldn't get in there fast enough. So, you know, that's oh. the way it is because he would, like, pass out. So anyway, this time I was prepared, and um, I was waiting and waiting for the word from the doctor, and I said, please tell me if he takes off or so, because I'm coming in there. So uh, <laughs> I got the word, really, I got the word, and I was in that those scrubs and everything, head to toe and mask and everything. It took me about three seconds to get dressed. And it was like the amazing expando nurse uniform because it fit. I just got in it. I went over there, and I was there, and I saw my middle grandson come out. And uh, it was uh, amazing, amazing. And then he, you know, because they're doing the surgery and whatever they're doing, and they, they kind of do the baby, and they put his little thing on and take his foot stamp and take his blood and all that. Then they leave him crying in there in the little incubator. So I kept Aww. looking at him, and he was crying, and then I looked at the mother, and then finally I said, doctors, can I please hold my grandson? And they looked, stopped silence for a second, and then a couple beats later they said, well, we guess you had the one on the table. I guess you can have that one. So I got him <laughs> out of the incubator, and I got to hold this new life for the whole first hour. And he was really hot from being in his mother, and he's all full of, of whatever the nutrients from his mother I put him over my shoulder, he burped. I was stunned about, look at this whole loving person. So at one right. point look I rolled him down. I know, look right. at this. And the, I, I really thought, I am all here. Thank you, God. I'm all here to experience this, you know. And I rolled him down in my arms so I could look at his face. And I said, I love you, Marky. And immediately he he sent a wave of love, tangible love to me to hit me right in the chest. And it was an ocean wave that kept hitting me and hitting me. And I caught my breath. I went, oh. And it kept happening and happening. He sent love to me, and that's where I learned that babies are born in love already. That's right. We don't teach them that. They are love. You know, and that's where I learned this, right there. And I just thank God for that experience. And uh, I actually was watching a, a couple, I don't know, maybe a couple months later, you know Chuck Woolery? Remember him? He was—I think he was doing the dating game or something. But he was on oh, a show. Oh, yes, about, yes. You know, remember him? Yeah. Uh, so he was doing a show about fathers, and then it came to him, and he says, "I want to tell you what it's like to be a father." He says, "I was in the operating room. I wanted to be the first one to touch the baby. Me and the doctor were elbowing each other, trying to get each other out of the way." He said, "But he forced the doctor aside, and so he—he he was the first one to touch and pick up and pull out the baby." And he had him in his arms, and he, and he, I know he said he felt a rapture that went straight through his hands, right through his whole body. And then he, he looked at the doctor; he was gasping. And he looked at his doctor, and he said, "What's happening to me?" He said, "Why do you think I wanted to touch the baby first? 
Mm-hmm. And so I guess this is like a secret that, you know, there's this rapturous thing that happens in the delivery room. And I was well, that's what happened when I held Linda as soon as she came out, the same experience. The I, same so thing? I concur. I concur uh, wholeheartedly. Every father out there that, that's been in the delivery room to touch that child for the first time, it's a beautiful experience. It's 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 just a it's a graceful it's a God given gift, that unconditional love, it's just in your hand, uh, that, that little real. angel from side. It's there. It's you. It's it's just it's, it's just really a beautiful experience. Hello. Hi, I'm here. Are you here? Did okay. I lose you? Yes, uh, no, it just uh, stuttered a couple times. But it's oh. it's you know people if you aren't aware if you're not you know, sober-minded and spiritual-minded, you could easily miss that. You could turn your head and miss the whole thing. You know, exactly. even though you're right there, you know. So I guess what we're saying is pay attention, people, when you're in the delivery room. And that even goes for grandkids and great-grandkids. Right, because that's the time where you're it's, – it's actually a time when you're most open because yes. your, your vessel, your inner vessel is most open to touching and feeling the other side. That's one of the times when your veil is lifted, uh, is when you hold your child for the first time. You're communicating in the non-physical and the physical simultaneously, because that's what children do. They're able to they're able to live in both realms simultaneously. They don't know anything else but simultaneously in eternal life. That's where they're coming from. They're coming from any. They're coming. They're coming into the eternal into the eternal physical life from the eternal non-physical life. They're just continuing, and the innocence and strength of of a child's love is actually uh, the true love of of the essence of all that is. Exactly, that's exactly what I realized, and I'm I'm grateful to God that I was uh, there present. You know, because it's something that could be missed. And I think if you're giving birth to the baby, you miss it only because you're too busy. I mean, you right. have to, you know, you're the one in pain, you're the one having surgery. So I was actually just all there in mind and body, and I, I was actually allowed to feel that, and I'll never forget it. That kid is like 24, 25 right now. <laughs> he just <laughs> grew up. Every time you argument, you yeah. think of this first day, right? I do. <laughs> I tell him the story the whole time. <laughs> And there's also another thing is that, is that when he hugs me to this day, my my number one grandson, Nicholas, he does the same thing, is when they hug me, they wrap their arms around me and they they kind of shake me back and forth. I don't know if, right. if you remember that kind of a hug. It doesn't yep. happen very often, but they won't let go. And then they, they twist me back and forth like, Grandma, I can't stand, I can't let go. And it's, uh, it's the most beautiful, <laughs> amazing experience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky. You I'm just lucky to be even able to to say that or experience that, you know. And it's uh it's amazing. So uh, let's go on to the. How about uh, when? When do we expect your book to be published, Mister? Well, uh, on the other side, it's already published. Yeah. Already done. So it's just a matter of in this reality that it gets all caught up. So I would say, you know, given the channels that have to be, eh, probably another six months or so because we have to go through a whole birthing process or nine months. It's almost like a birthing process. You write the book, sure. and, but it's ever written a book knows you have to write it. Then you have to uh, 
on you have to go and you gotta uh, you gotta talk to a literary agent and uh, you gotta make them an offer they're not gonna refuse so that they can publish a book because that's a very <laughs> important thing our father would say and I, I need the respect to, to publish this book so they're like you know they're they're like you know they're very they're almost you know they're almost like a, a breed unto themselves you have to get into the literary agency scene and. You know, there's a lot of schmoozing that goes on in, in, in that, in that room. So Do you have go a working that, title? Uh, there's a title, but again, I'm not letting it out okay, until the book right, is published. Right, I'm not saying nothing. I'll oh, keep, I'm, I'm the inquirer, so I'll keep asking. You <laughs> can ask, inquiring mind wants to know. You can ask whatever you want. I'm, I, I, I'm not so... pleading the fifth that it is my right to do so. but. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay, so anyway, I'll keep I'll keep everybody posted anyway of uh, when this book comes out, the title of it, where to get it. I'll pro- I'll provide a link, the whole thing. So Good. that's you know yeah. we're all really excited to, and looking forward to all of it. So are you ready yet to take your first question? Somebody's been waiting on here for thirty minutes. Wow, Cheek, remember the days wow. when you had to pay for uh, your phone calls, right? <laughs> yeah. My mother, my mother would get yelled at from my like father because we lived. And she would call my aunt in Bethpage, Long Island. Forty dollars for a phone call? What the hell are you doing? You could have drove there and drove back. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm ready. You know, but that's that. the reality. We know that we know that reality. The first <laughs> cell phone, thirty nine ninety nine for thirty minutes. God, hello, good to see you, bye. And you hang up the phone, right? <laughs> now you can talk for forty eight hours and nobody cares. So sometimes well, you know in our where, generation. Uh, <laughs> do you know where Poughkeepsie is? Poughkeepsie, New York. Sure. Yes. That's my, where my mom was born. I was born in Boston, but my mom uh, and all of us lived in Poughkeepsie, New York, upstate near the Hudson. That's, wow. where, that's where we lived. All right, yeah. So let's uh, let's uh, we'll open up the the questions, and I'll you know I'm ready. Okay. You're ready. Let's... My questionnaire disappeared. Okay, person, call back if you have a question, and uh, we'd be happy to answer your question. So I guess maybe uh, I only got thirty minutes on a cell phone left. The question got. <laughs> <laughs> we bugged the person, so they stopped asking the question. Okay, we, we, we so uh, this is in the program, the calling number is 619-924-9744. If you have a question for Dr. Frank, uh, we'd be happy to take your call at this point in the program. So, Dr. Frank, so um, are you uh, in, are you're in private practice, right? And where Correct. do you practice, and, uh, and how can I people practice- get a hold of you? I practice in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Um, the name of my practice is Center for Dentistry. So if you Google www.centerfordentistry, you'll come up to my website and you can see, you know, uh, you know what I do, uh, which is the very important part of, you know, uh, my work at this point. It's very hard. I tell you, it's very hard to, to actually have a full-time practice and write a book because writing a book is a full-time job in itself. And that's the most that's the most difficult thing, but it's the interactions with Linda that makes the book uh, is what it's what's going to help people and make the book so, so, such a powerful tool to heal. Um, right. Because we all have we all know someone who who's contacted someone, and we all have an aunt or an uncle uh, who can contact somebody or says things like, "Oh, look at this! This is really, you know, this is cool." We have to get rid of the words like weird and, and, and things like that or, wow, strange. And we've got to say, wow, this is normal. This is real. This is what, this is what our children want. So uh, 
Yeah, my dentist, dental practice is a good practice, especially that Linda is always, always with us and doing stuff. So I'm very happy. I'm very happy that she spends time with me, uh, you know, every day. I mean, I, there's something that goes on every day with her. It's it's an unending. Uh, even last night, uh, mm-hmm. decorating the Christmas tree. It's hard, still hard for me to decorate a tree, and I really didn't want to do it. And I was kind of the dinner table a little sad, and I started to cry a little bit, which is fine because I'm a human. And all of a sudden, I hear Linda's voice going, "Dad, come on, go ahead, get the boxes from the basement. Go ahead, come on, put the stuff up." <laughs> okay, <laughs> I got up, and I started to put the little ornaments that we had when she was a kid, and. And uh, those are the things that that really uh, uh, are hard. But Mm -hmm. those are the things, the little things that we do every day to honor and keep the children alive. Uh, That's what makes the difference, you know, for them. And that whole celebration time is is so much about the kids. When you you think about it, it's their excitement that we're enjoying. You know, everything's new and, you know, all the parties and it seems like your daughter just had a lifelong interest in just having celebrating every holiday to the fullest. Oh yeah, she was really cool. She was, uh, you know, she had a lot of natural gifts, and she was she was really, really, really a lot of fun to be around. And everybody will tell you that knew her, either in the physical and now in the non-physical. She has a great sense of humor. You know, we have the same sense of humor. So she was a a practical joker and she did the impersonations and she sang the songs and you know she did, did her Madonna and her Streisand and her Cher stuff so she was really you know she was she was really she enjoyed everything she enjoyed all all the seasons all parties and uh, she gave of herself very very honest very open child very loving child through her whole life uh, but again, I, I do uh, talk about that in the book, and it's hard for me to be on and, and not, you know, I come back when the book is published, and it's a whole, di- it'll be, we'll have a whole different conversation because then I could really go through. There's so much involved in this book, and it's so real, and it's just going to help so many people. Again, like I said, because of of the work, uh, but she she sent me guides and mediums and channelers to verify life in the non-physical and that's the beauty of what she does and she helps out a lot of souls um she's there for a lot of people and uh you can't make this stuff up this is real stuff this is real interaction it's real you know and what do you think about uh uh people that are uh being mediums, but they're kind of missing the mark. I mean, how do you feel about people that are trying so hard? Well, again, uh, like anything else, mediums, they're all different levels of abilities, uh, you know, right. like, in, like different levels of di- abilities of people that are dentists or physicians or actors. And uh, But I think what's important is that if, if, if a medium is sincere and they're trying, uh, the energy comes through. The soul's do contact the mediums. They do work with the mediums. The mediums that are pure in their thought and in their energy, and I've been lucky uh, with Jeannie Callahan, uh, Jackie Barrett, a few other people uh, that I've that have come across along the way, who really are souls that create space to open uh, areas for the soul to come through. And a really a really true medium is someone who's very humble in their work, his or her work. They're very humble. And and they speak from the heart, 
and you can feel the vibration when when the soul enters the room and you can feel the medium as they as they become better at it they can actually transfer that's that vibration soul into your soul and you right. can you can feel a lot of things and uh i think for mediums reiki helps out a lot i i've i've i've, I've had reiki i have reiki training and i know when i work with mediums right away I, I i shift into a reiki shift and i immediately just just pop out of my body and i'm and i'm you know i'm up and i can see myself and what's going on and then uh that helps out a lot but yeah there there are you know there are you know i i'm not here to judge i'm i'm, I'm here to help and right. i'm I, I'm just a messenger, but you need to make a choice. And people that go to medium, if they're not happy with that person, that doesn't mean that every medium is like that. Maybe other right. people have different talents and abilities. You got to find one that you get along with. But I found Linda just guiding me. I mean, even the places where we, I mean, she just guided me to these people, and and uh, that's that's the beauty of her. That's that's why I'm honoring her by writing writing this book uh, because she just guided me to people and. And she just she said what she said she was going to do for me, and she's done it. So I have to honor that. That's beautiful. Okay, I'm going to take a phone call. Okay, error code nine one seven. You're live with the paranormal and sacred. Do you have a question for Dr. Frank? And what's your first name, please? Hello. Hello. My name Hi, is Linda. Your... Hi, Linda. Do you have a question How are you? for? Dr. Frank, I'm doing fine. Good. I You're I want to know how um how he deals with um the loss of Linda who is very special to him I hear and um how his the other family members are dealing with it, his wife, his children, whatever. Well, okay. Everybody uh how how I'm dealing with the loss of Linda, well the immediate loss, uh, the shock of the physical tragedy is, if you know someone that gone, has gone through that, uh, it, it's, it's an unspeakable loss, tragedy. And it, it, it takes time to bounce back, and everybody's different. Uh, uh, Linda's mom, uh, we, we, we're the, we've been divorced a while, but we're friends. Linda's mom has a lot of natural abilities, and, and Linda comes to her quite often. Um I, I think what happens is some family members shut down, and the sadness is, like I said before, is that they 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 fear the finality of physical existence. Without a knowing, you know, you can believe we all believe that there's life after death, and okay, that's good. But when you when you are faced with a tragedy or a loss of a child. Your your faith is shaken. Your belief system is 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 rocked, and you really have to get to the core of what's going on. And if you really trust and believe, and you start to let the knowing, the little things come through, uh, the scent of a rose that reminds you of your child, or you know, or, or uh, you know, music that's playing on the radio, and there's no coincidences uh, after, after a loved one transition. And that's important. And people take it differently, based on their, you know, their beliefs and and you know how they handle things. It's a very personal thing. Um, but I hope, I, again, by 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 reading this my book, I, I hope I hope it, it just brings hope that, you know, this is just a small incident uh, incidental thing of what the bigger picture is. 
This is nothing. Human existence is the lowest vibrational level. We're vibrating on the lowest level of, of physical existence. There's other physical incarnations after this. That also, when you, are, when you get that knowing that being human is not the only physical form you can take, uh, and there's other physical forms and other physical dimensions, that also reduces the fear. of the, It's the fear. It's the fear of the finality. You know, a lot of the fear is because, look, look how we're driven. You know, Christmas time. You got to buy this. You got to buy that. You got to get this car, this house, or this person, and that that fear driven, and that, that that that's what hurts a lot of people. So, to move beyond and get into your own self, and and get into the essence of who you really are, and create space for your own uh, forgiveness and your own consciousness. You got to forgive yourself. You've got to allow yourself to heal. I mean, you, you know, you'd say you'd, you'd forgive your husband if he said something wrong before you forgive yourself. But we should forgive ourselves first because, you know, charity begins at home. And uh, the charity at home is, is our home, us, internally. Uh, I hope that answered that question for you. Well, I'm, glad, I'm glad that's good for your family, then. I'm sorry, Lynn, I didn't hear what you said. You said that I'm glad it helps you because that's a good thing, you know. It helps you as a person to get to know that yes. everything is okay. Yes, it does. Yeah, it, yeah, it really does. For me too, Linda. It's uh, it's really helped me get through the worst thing that ever happened so far. I hope mm-hmm. nothing like that happens again. But it was a couple of blows that year that took me. It took me about ten years of crying to get over my my niece. You know, mm-hmm. She was like my child, so I know that some people it's a lifelong. But it, little by little, it got better. I still cry though. Of course, we always cry for years. It never goes away, but you have all those beautiful memories. That's it. I still see her smile. I remember how her hair smelled, you know, and that's and I just know that I'll see her again. Linda, have you, Linda? How do you deal with uh, with a loss in your family? How did you deal with it? Whether it was a child or a husband or a brother, you know, you asked me the question. So, how did you handle it? How do I handle it? I pray. Good. Good. I because pray. The, power of, the power of prayer, when you pray to souls, they rise up in the light. And in turn, as the souls rise up in the light, they become more powerful and they pray for you. It's a cycle and they raise you up. So the more mm-hmm. you believe in the power of prayer and the more you use prayer to pray to those souls on the other side that are your family, because you you are a product of all your generations, and you you know, and as you pray to your grandparents and sisters and brothers, they vibrate higher, and and you actually receive the benefit of the grace of your prayers in return. It's a cycle. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful. It is, it is beautiful. Does she have any? Does you have any? Did your daughter have any other children or brothers? Uh, yeah, uh, my my wife remarried, and uh, my daughter has two sisters. Uh, she was my only child, but she has two sisters with her mom. Uh, well, they're great kids. I mean, I I've known them for years, and they used to come over the house and hang out with my daughter, and everybody plays. And so uh, and they're they're taking it tough because it's their sister, but I, uh, you know, they they work they're working they're working through it, which is a good thing for them, and. You know, I'm happy for for uh, you know uh, uh, Marie uh, that she that she's surrounded by two other children, and and that's gonna that that'll, that'll help that helps her greatly. 
and uh, and you know this is all prearranged before our mm-hmm. that was prearranged that, that Marie and right. I would get married and and we'd go our separate ways and then you know that was it was all part of the of the process it was part mm-hmm. of her journey and my journey came and we went exactly. but that was okay it was meant to be and that's and I'm very happy for her um, and and for her journey and I honor her journey. Uh, as I guess she honors my journey, and we both honor Linda for what she's right. done for us. Well, Linda gives you a lot of um, what? Like she comes. Oh, just thank you. All right, who is Jackie? Uh, is, okay, thank uh, you for calling in. Jackie's not ready yet. So I'm just, thank you, Linda. Oh no, for I didn't know in. who I meant. You, you calling her? Okay, bye bye. Take care. Keep listening. I'm just putting you. You can listen. Okay. Thank God you. God bless you. Thank you. Okay, so I do have another call. Yeah, cause I'm going to call Jackie in. And, uh, oh, whenever she wants. Me. No, I meant you, but I guess yeah. it came out of Jackie. Psychically, I'm starting to pick Jackie up. See that? Yeah, that's she's dangerous. thinking about us. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I have another call right here. This is Deb. Hi, Deb. Welcome to the Paranormal Sacred. You're live with Dr. Frank. Hi, Shar. How, How are you? What you, what you doing? <laughs> Listening to you and Dr. Frank. I know. <laughs> and now he's an amazing guy. And Deb, Deb, you also were at the Monroe Institute, right? Yes, I heard you mention my name, and I was there in October. And what a fabulous experience it was. Fabulous. What program did you take in October, Deb? Uh, Gateway Voyage. Oh, you just started. You took your yeah. your your took the initial gateway. Isn't that a cool program? There's no yeah. clocks. You really learn about no time and no space. You go into fifteen. You go into twenty one. And isn't it great the way Bob's voice just guides you and moves oh, you? Oh yeah. Into... Uh-huh. Oh man. And you don't even need the tapes anymore. You can actually hear them oh. in your mind and do it yourself. Right. And what, I actually uh, what... I actually yeah, had an out of body experience the other last week. Wow. Um. I had I had 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 them before. I won down at Monroe and everything and um um but last week, um see my father's been trying to come through to me and I smell them coming through with scents. And I kept smelling cedar and mothballs and had no idea what it was. And when I checked out of Monroe I stayed in Charlottesville one night before I caught the train back to Pennsylvania. Oh good. And my clock in the hotel room went berserk. I couldn't set it. Uh, ah. Numbers kept flashing, things that weren't even numbers or letters. And and then what came up on the clock was U-3-7. And then mm-hmm. I heard, look upside down. So I looked right. upside down, and it spelled Len, L-E-N. Well, my mm-hmm. dad's name was Glenn. Mm-hmm. And he died when I was seven. He committed suicide. Well, he, his his time, he had to move on. Sometimes souls need to transition to do their work. Not They need to finish their work, and sometimes they finish their work by transitioning. And if they have help on this side with guides on the other side, they move. Uh, so don't, you don't. Yeah, he had a lot hold. of work. He, he had a lot of work he had to do over there because it, it, I had a reading with Marla Freeze last a year ago. Oh. And a lot of abuse had come out, and I suspected abuse um, right. by one person, but not the family friend and an uncle, but there were three of them. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to come through to me, 
but he feared that I would reject him. Oh, right. So my guide told me that was actually him trying to come through to me at the hotel, but he did not know how to do a G on the clock. <laughs> Make a G. <laughs> it's all right. But you see, you recognize that as real and normal, and yeah, you and, and you and you accepted it, and that's the beauty of, of of your work. You know, you've accepted the fact, and that's the first step in helping your father. Maybe this is the step. This is what your father needed. You now you're it open. Was. You went the gateway experience, it and was. you're going to help him ascend into the light. You're going to start doing a lot of work with him. You. He, he he waited for you. He waited for this moment because there's no time on the other side. So he waited for this moment. So yeah. God bless you. That's a great mm-hmm. thing. And he took. they took me, actually, I was just going to bed. I wasn't going to do focus 10, focus 12, 15, whatever. wasn't going to do any of that. I was just going to go to sleep. But my one dog, Skippy, again, it's something out in the hallway. Not barking, <laughs> but growling, you know, real low uh-huh. growl. Uh-huh. And um, when I went to sleep, I went into focus 10 just to, you know, just explore. And then I heard Bob say go to 12 and then go to mm-hmm. 15, the state of no time, and then go to 21. Mm-hmm. And I was at 21. Next thing I know, I'm seeing the light. And he's telling me to go into the light. And I go in, into the light, and then I get catapulted, like, through this tunnel. Yep. These flashing lights. And next thing I know, I'm like, you know, catapulted through space or whatever, and I ended up on the other side, and there was this beautiful field, wildflowers, beautiful. I could smell the wildflowers, a beautiful field. And Bob right. said, walk through the field. So I walked through the field, and then it was like a little knoll there. So walk up the knoll, so I go up to the knoll, and I look down the other side, and there was a picnic table and all these chairs around this big, beautiful tree. And these people around, I couldn't see who they were at first, but I started, you know, descending down the hill, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden it was like different aunts and uncles and, and right. things that would come up to me and talk to me. And the one said, oh, did you see your dogs? I said, well, I saw them one other time. They greeted me in the light. And mm-hmm. he said, oh, I love to play with your dogs that are over here. You have two wonderful ones now. And another, an aunt come up to me, and she um put her hands on my face, and she said, oh, my, you look so much like your mother. Did you see her? She's here. And I mm-hmm. said, well, I've seen her, I've seen her on other occasions. And, and then Mom came forward, and she said, there's someone here that wants to speak with you. Mm-hmm. And I said, I named these different people, and she said, no, that person's still working on, you know, righting their wrongs from their life. Right. And, you know, they're right. off doing their thing. And, and Dad came forward. Now, he's been dead for 40 years. Right. Okay, because uh, he just lived for 40 years. Over there. Yeah, it doesn't matter over there. He looked the same, mm-hmm. you know. And he, and he thanked me for forgiving him. Good. And I said, Good. just because I forgive you doesn't mean what you did was right. And he said, I know that. He says, I was not well. Right. right. And he wow. said, I have something I want to show you. So then he took me off to the. He wanted to take me off to the side, and I was reluctant to go because of all the abuse that had, that had come out in memories. Then you know, and I looked back at my mom, and my mom said, "It's okay, you can go. It's fine." Mm-hmm. But he went off, and we went off, and he showed me a film of because I often wondered what my life would have been like if he had lived. Right. And he showed me. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the film, he said, you know, your life sucked, 
And he said, it was awful. And he said, broke my heart to see you go through everything. He said, mm-hmm. but with your gift, he said, we're turning something awful into something beautiful. Right. And that's uh-huh. a similar experience I and many, many mm-hmm. people at the Monroe Institute had, the feel yeah. of going. It's, it, it is, so that validates, you validate right there that no matter what path we take, the answers are the same. And uh, mm-hmm. the work you're doing with your father is extraordinary. Uh, I could suggest a time the timeline program with Lee Stone. I think if you want to do yeah, more work. Yeah, he was work. one of my instructors for Gateway. Uh, my buddy Lee. Who was he? Who, oh, Lee, yeah, who, he was fabulous. Who was who, who the other instructor beside uh, Lee? Scott Taylor. Oh, yeah, I, I, I've never worked with Scott, but Lee is one of the – He's one of the best. You know, you've got Lee is, you know, you you started with Lee. Lee's a great guy to start your first program with. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, it was fabulous. Mm-hmm. But I I told my mentor Marla about this um, last week, and she literally cried. So this will oh. be part two I'm for crying. her day healing on her on her blog. Well, everything is what you said is all real and it's all natural, and everybody else out there, and. You know, you had your you were just a person, and all of a sudden these these things came to you, and you know you did you're not a person that had natural abilities. You just had a had a had a guidance and a calling to come to Monroe. You may have read books and done things over the years, and now you've come to this place and you've gotten this opening, and this is a place like other places that are just there for people just to grow and, yeah. and experience. It's the reality of the of the other side, but continue mm-hmm. to work with your father and and remove the judgment on him. You still have a little judgment yeah. on him. Remove it. Let it go. Let it go into the just let it go into the light, and you still see the shifting that takes place. Uh, unbelievable. And, and yeah, continue your work. He said, that, he said, now that when you smell cedar and mothballs, he said, you know it will be me. And I That's, said, right. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. He's right. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much for calling in, Deb, and we really appreciate your story, and thank you thank for being you. with thank us you, tonight. Deb. I'm just going to put holiday, you back honey. on hold, okay? Okay, thank you. Happy bye-bye. holidays, Deb. Okay, bye-bye. Oh, you bye. too, Char. Thank you. Okay, so uh, let's see now. I'm not, I can't call Marla. Yeah, she gave me a little time zone. So uh, would you like to take another call? Sure. Why not? Sure. Okay. That's what I'm here for. That's right. This is area code 732. You're live with the Paranormal and Sacred, and we're talking with Dr. Frank tonight. What's your first name? My name is Marie. Hi, Marie. Hey, I'm glad you're listening. How are you? This is Linda's mom, everybody. Linda made me find this yesterday. Oh, Marie, so honored to meet you. Oh, you too. Tell her what Linda does. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. I found it on my iPad yesterday. Linda made me find it. Good. That you were talking um, tonight. Good. That's Thank you so much for calling made in. Me find something. Yeah. I'm stunned. Oh, well, Marie, Linda... do you have a question for uh, Dr. Frank? <laughs> <laughs> has you know has Linda been talking about me, Lisa, or Laura? Oh, has she? Oh, all the time. She talks about you all the time. What is she saying? Well, I she, need to hear some new things. Well, you actually you 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 get more information from her than I do, but that's uh, you have a great gift, Marie, and I, I write about you in in the book. So when when the book comes out, you'll see it. You have a great gift. We've done a lot of things. Linda has come to Marie. Uh, 
And I, Linda would say to me, Dad, call my mom. Call mom because she has something to tell you. And I'd call Marie, and we'd just talk matter of fact. And Marie would say, Frank, you know, Linda did this, this, and this today. And I would say, Marie, I have to tell you something. I just experienced that with Linda, either in meditation or with Jeannie. So it, it, it's coming through. Um, you have a great ability. I, we we, always both, have play dates. Ability. we both have play dates with her. Right, exactly. We have play dates. We play with our little kids in the park, and we go on swings together. Exactly. <laughs> we have a great and, time with her. And I heard her call my name a couple of nights ago, and I was really distraught, and then she calmed me down. That's how I fell asleep. Good, That's good. Beautiful. Good, so she's been yeah. coming That's to you in your And then I lit a candle on December 14th for her because I'm part of a bereavement group, but I actually don't go, but I have friends come here. And they told me to light a candle, so I had my whole family light a candle. And the next day I had lost a picture about two, three months ago, and and Lisa found it going up the steps. And it was a shape of a heart, and it was outside. And there was so much wind blowing, but that picture never blew away, and Lisa found it. <laughs> She's always next to you. You know that. Well, you know, souls can split on the other side and be with an infinite number of people at the same time. But, you know, she's your guardian angel like she's mine. She's with you night and day. Uh you you've got you you really you get a, you have a lot of gifts with her and and uh, I'm I'm happy. And the, the thing that that I think, you know, uh, both of us can say is that uh the relationship with Linda is, is uh, in the non-physical is, is something that we would have never experienced in the physical. She's free, and she can just go, and she can move around, and, and she has the unconditional love, and she sends us energy. And, and uh, you know, in the physical, there's all these things. In the physical, get. I miss her terribly, and I just, it's very hard, yeah. especially at this time. It's not easy. I, I've been taking Lexapro. I had to up it again because I get very, very weak. I miss my daughter, but well, it's spiritual, I do see her sometimes in my dreams, and I feel her around me. But to yeah. me, that's not enough, but I'm trying to make it enough. Well, I could just and tell you remember, an experience. I'm sorry. Well, then remember, okay, we're I, I, who's going to talk first? Go ahead, Frank. No, I was, I, yeah, you could talk, uh, Charlotte. I interrupted you. I'm you just started butting this. in. <laughs> well, I wanted to remind her that we're all going to be together again. You know, to me, what happened between me and my niece uh, was uh, it's she was letting me know this is going to happen in two years, number one, because she told me that she was going to, she saw me in heaven, and two years later she was in heaven. And then mm-hmm. once she was there, then she sent me a couple of dreams, and what she said to me is she wanted me to have peace, she wanted me to stop crying, and it was very hard to do, very, mm-hmm. and... What she was telling me is that I I do feel your tears, you know, and she said she's happy. She's with Jesus. You know, she was happy. Okay, honey, I'll try, you know. Right, right. Help because they're part of you. We're human, and we love them, and you can't stop loving them, even though they're gone from the physical world, and, you know, it's very hard. When you lose a child, you lose part of your body. Yes. That's all I could say. But, uh, Frank, I want to thank you for writing a book, and I want to thank you for keeping that spirit alive. Keep Continue that, doing what right. you're doing. 
No, no, don't worry. Uh, but we'll talk. I, I was going to call you, but I didn't know if you wanted to listen because I know sometimes it's hard for you to listen. Yeah, well, you so know what? I, I didn't want to listen. If I didn't the... find it, I, I just looked up. I wanted to see if your book was getting published, and I happened to see this blog, and I know Linda wanted me to hear. Oh, absolutely she wanted But I'm going to hang up now you know, and continue what you're doing. God bless you, Marie. We love okay, you. Well, thank you so much. It's going to be okay, Thank you. We love you. Okay, bye-bye, Frank. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And your father says hello, Marie, by the way, I want to tell you. <laughs> She's probably going to still listen, but uh, she hasn't hung uh, up. Yeah, no, her father, Charlie, me. comes to me all the time oh. with Linda. And, my and, dad's uh, name, Charles. Charles, yeah. That actually was my grandfather's name. Isn't that funny? It's my grandfather's name, and it's Linda's grandfather's name. It's because it's Marie's father's name. So, uh, but Marie was uh, Marie was a gift, you know. Uh, I got to say something. Wow. Mother's love is a spiritual gift, and Marie possesses that love. And, oh yeah. Uh, she, and it's a powerful love that she has for Linda, and. Um, it's unbelievable that that the the, the love that that she all, her whole life that you know how she loved Linda loves Linda because Linda is alive and, and it's in, and it's in the now. But uh, mother's love is a, it's a spiritual gift, and and Marie possesses that love uh, in abundance, and and I think that's well, her blessing. Hear yeah, yeah, and her her to make it through the show is really good too. You know, it's amazing that. That she uh, didn't give up and kept trying and yeah. got in. So I'm, alludes I'm to that first question from that woman, Linda. How do different people handle uh, uh, yeah. transition? I, uh, you know, Marie and I handle it a little bit differently. Although she has beautiful gifts, but you know, I guess she works through a different realm, and 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 we support mm-hmm. her. I support her. Her husband supports her. The kids supports her. Our family supports her. <laughs> Linda supports her immensely. So everybody feels it a little different, but at the end, we're all connected and we're all going to be, as you say, in heaven on the other side together. And Linda um, is is really a powerful soul. I mean, uh, she she did something that I wanted to do, but I, I said I had a little reservation. I didn't know if Marie was comfortable enough, and I don't like to, you know, I I I I respect her process, like I respect mm-hmm. everybody else. Process has lost a child. My cousins have mm-hmm. lost. I mean, I, you know, I, work, I talk about this in the book. A lot of things that happened in my life. There's a, uh, there's a certain uh, pattern in my family that occurs, and I explain that, and that's part of the uh, of, of my of my of my path. And uh, you know, it, everybody works through things differently. So I kind of respect Marie's process, and I call her from time to time to talk with her, and I let her talk. And she possesses so many gifts, and all I can say is that uh, uh, she's she's good. She's going to be okay. She's got grandchildren coming. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what Linda wants from her, and uh, you know she knows that. We talked about that, and so there's a whole new world for for Marie uh, out there. You know, uh, Linda Linda has made sure of that for her mother, and and I, and yeah. I, I respect my daughter. Well, and I love her. For what a wonderful woman! Because you know um, how your uh, my niece uh, disappeared. I think it's been fourteen years now, and uh, I still it took me ten years to quit crying. I cried every day for ten years, so it's amazing she could even call in and speak yeah. with us. And uh, yeah. it's a very painful thing. And you know I admire her, and I can hear it in her voice that 
she really supports what you're doing. And there's another point she brought up is that we still have to keep them alive, keep their name alive, keep talking about them. That's right. You know, because there's a school of thought, oh, just quit talking about No, keep talking about them. People try to make me stop talking about it. My own family tried to make me stop talking about it. I went, no, I won't. I I want you to know, I want you to know, in my den, I have pictures around in a beautiful semicircle of Linda and Marie and Marie's father and everybody in that was in Linda's life, both physical and non-physical. And I've got Linda's urn here with candles and my sister Terry, who was close to who transitioned a couple of years ago. They were very close. And and uh, the space, the sacred space that's created and the power. And Linda's in the Linda's in the room. She's sitting next to me. She's laughing. I, I got her pictures all over the place. And uh, mm-hmm. She's really excited. She was excited about this show all week, all all day today. I she know said, it's been exciting. Me too. Go she ahead. Said, Dad, said? Dad, you're ready. I'm ready. We're ready. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> you know, it's, I was thinking of that line from Raging Bull when when uh, they asked De Niro, "How you gonna How you feel? How you feel?" Uh, he goes, you know, "I don't know how I feel till I get in the ring. You know, I gotta I gotta get in the ring first. I don't know how I'm gonna feel. You know what I mean? You know how I'm gonna feel? Yeah. So." <laughs> we may I made the jokes that I know how I know how I feel. We la we were laughing. Yeah, you know, Linda played some songs today on the radio for me and so it's all good. It's all good as we say. It really is. You know, I have another question but I wanna let you know that you're invited back on the show before the book is uh, published and after. Oh so, well, well you know well, that I think... we can have it Well, this is an endless conversation. I mean, it's never gonna quit. I mean these things that we're talking about is a blessing to all that hear. You know, it lifts up your spirit, and we know that people are getting hope right now. And if if we can just instill that hope, that for people not to give up, you know, don't hurt yourself, don't kill yourself, because you're such right. grievous. Just keep right, you realizing a, love never dies, and we're going to be together again. Don't give up. It transcends time and space. True love That's transcends right. time and space. And you know what? When If you do give up your life after your child, then you're not honoring the courage and the process. Then you've got to go back and do it again. Right. I mean, we know uh, we have... I wanted to die because of the circumstances of my niece's death. I did. I wanted to die. Because I, I knew it was coming, and I tried to protect her, Dr. Frank. I tried. I even sent her to New York from here. And my mother brought her back. My mother wow. even said, the look on your face when we came back. She said, I'll never forget that and I'll always regret it. Because when I looked at them, I went, I can't stop it. It's well, it was like, I can't stop it. Well, well, look, what look. it's like with Jeannie a couple of weeks ago we were talking and with you. Yeah. Had you not made the choice to go on and keep on going, this was, that, that was your, your niece's transition. That was your turning yeah. point. That was your moment of your disguised blessing, as we would say, where you made your shift. Look where your shift has taken humanity. Your niece, through her courage and her transition, gave you the energy, created the space for you to create this form and this program so people like myself and Marie and Linda that called in and, and all your other people and the and, and your other guests you are part of a greater awareness and this is your gift and you have to and and i know and when we're done tonight the homage and that you're going to that you give to your niece 
Uh, another yeah. great soul. And this is the beauty of, of why we're here. This is the beauty of yeah. life. Well, it, this is a learning process, and it's, an, it's not easy. Nobody said it was going to be easy, but we make the choice to come in, and we get the tools, and we get the help because we because we want it. So that's what I would yeah. say to everybody out there. Just move forward. Look look how my life and your life and other people's lives, had we had taken the wrong turn or did something, we would never honor their courage. We would never be able to sit here and talk and, and, and move. You know, we yeah. are alive at, at the best. At, we are alive at the most exciting time in, in the in the you know when the Mayan calendar said that the, the world yeah the world did change in 2000 it ended the, the way humanity thought ended in 2012 we are yeah. living a new lifetime a lifetime that's that's going to take us places that eventually is going to uh, help us uh, work with beings on other levels this is a beautiful time to be alive this is the best time to be alive and we've been given the we've been given the gifts and the tools necessary because like i say everyday people like me well that have are able to meet great people like you and, and others um i'm blessed i'm honored i you know uh, i'm successful because i have i have people around me and and i'm only a messenger and i'm able i'm able to do what i do because of all the people that came before me to do the work, to create the space for me. I could have never done this without everybody in the past. And I honor them, and I also honor all those who will come after me to do the work and will build on what, what we are working on here. And that's the spirituality. That's the knowing that we take with us. That's the knowing that I want to give to everyone here who's lost a child. We're building on something. We're taking from what other people are giving. We're giving it, we're moving it forward, and we're going into a different realm. And with all the sadness and all the humanity and everything that we feel in this time of, of need, Christmas time, and, you know, it, it's it's a beautiful place. It's a, it's a beautiful it place. It's a... Uh... Dr. Frank? Yes, dear. Okay, good. It's a bittersweet place. Let me put it that way. It is. Yes, it it's is. Bittersweet. Okay, it now is. I have another call, and uh, I code 973. You're live with the Paranormal Faker. We're speaking with Dr. Frank. What's your first name, please? Hi, my name is Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Did you have a question for Dr. Frank? Uh, I really was just listening in on the show just to kind of, um, you know, get a better understanding of how he handled grief and the best way to handle it. Just, did, you, did you want to speak with her, Dr. Frank? Yeah, sure. Um, have you gone through a similar experience, Jackie? Did you did you lose a child or a parent? Uh, you know, well, tell me tell me about what happened to you. That that that'll help me. That'll give me some insight. My, I lost my parent. Uh, I lost my father like about maybe 18 years ago. He had been sick, and it was a strain on the family. But my mother was here, and she got us through it. She she was like our pillar. And then right. I lost my mother suddenly, and it just shook our family to the core. And immediately, a lot of strange things started happening, infighting, and it. It has just been devastating. Uh, so you, uh, the family kind of imploded on itself because of the grief. The grief uh, and a lot of unresolved issue and 
And well, the, what uh, happens then is there is well, you, there's two things you have. You can't rescue everyone. Okay, mm-hmm. people make their choices to make to take their own paths. Mm-hmm. If your path is a path to the light, if your path is a path to want to understand and communicate and work through the grieving process, you have to allow the other people in their family, because they are adults, to make their own choices. And that's where you have to separate yourself from them. You can't instill upon them what you feel they need to have done. Everybody makes a choice. It's free will in this world. And that free will... Uh, is what takes people to different roads, high roads, low roads, dark roads, light roads, enlightenment, uh, uh, imprisonment. It, you know, it's all internal. It's all the soul. We create our own realities, and the realities we create in this world, we take with us when we transition to the other side. So if you're having frustration because other family members are, not, are imploding, my advice to you is, Work with yourself. Take care of you. Love you. Honor yourself. Forgive yourself. Have compassion for yourself. Let your parents come through to you. And if your other family members are too closed off or too bitter, then you want to know something. Sometimes you just have to let that energy go. And you got to put a ball of energy around yourself, and you got to pray for them. The best That's thing to I do for that I, a negative I, I, is it was, pray. It was so it was so catastrophic. I mean, my parents wouldn't yeah. have recognized this. Mm. And well, if your parents into, have passed, Jackie, if your parents have passed, they don't care anymore. I hate to say that they don't care about what's going on down here. They they're concerned. But they're not pained by it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Right. They, they right. love. They love. They'll look on everybody like, why are they doing that? But other than that, they're not. They just pray. They know God. God and good always wins out. You know. So it's not. It's like we carry a burden that we don't have to carry. We've got to actually. I asked a question. This is the question I asked, and it was I asked this last year on my Facebook page. It took a lot of courage for me to ask this question. I said, how do you forgive the unforgivable? Mm-hmm. And I got a lot of qu- answers, Jackie. I got a lot, a lot, a lot. Only one person told me the real answer that helped me. They told me everything, you know, forgive and forget, blah, 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 blah. Everybody said everything, all the nice words you always hear. One person told me the truth. They said you can't, said you can't forgive. Right, that's how I feel. That's so you how know I what, feel. Yeah, because... so that's why I'm telling you, Jackie, you know what else she said? So that's why you let God do it. Put, I, I, put it that's in God's how I hand. really feel. Because yes, I know you I, do. Even when I get to the place where where I, I can find compassion and even understand, I find that I can rationalize their mm-hmm. behaviors for them, but they, there's no remorse. I, yeah. I have I have been doing I have been doing exactly what He said to do. I pretty much just had to separate myself from That's everyone. Right. And I'm talking about a huge family, and I actually separated from them all. And I only have my husband, my my, my three kids. And don't, it's unfortunate. You know, you just, what you got to do is you got to put it, like, all in a big basket and hand it to God because you mm-hmm. can't handle it, you know. And then you have to work on forgiving them all, so just hand it. 
throw it all in a bag and give it all to God. Even but it the was ones so many. It was so many all at one time. I know, I so know. so many all at one time that I felt like this. Yeah. How do you forgive people who saw some someone that you cared so much about, they only saw them as things. They only saw them yeah. as, you know, inheritance. Well, they only saw them as, you know, how do you forgive that? And then, you know, then how do you, how do you ever forgive that? Because you can't forget it. Well, you have to let God take care of it for you. If you have to write it down and uh, this, you know, you can do for this New Year's Eve, you've got to come up with something you can do and watch yourself do. Write it down. For each person, write them a note and just say all the stuff you feel like saying. Don't hold back because you're going to put it in a bowl, take it out mm-hmm. to the yard, and you're going to burn the whole thing and leave it. let God, the incense go to God because yeah. it's too big for you. That's right. We used to take energy you know and we used exactly. to take energy and put it in the refrigerator and freeze it. Write people's names <laughs> down. Freeze it. So my mother, <laughs> you don't tell me that. I think my mother got into voodoo though, because she would put silver dimes in there and everything. I said, "Mom, what are you doing?" <laughs> and so anyway, one time she even hung a chicken on a doorknob for a neighbor, but it was a frozen chicken. I said, "Ma, I don't get the point here." So she's not a she's still. So this is what you're going to do. So New Year's Eve, write every person a note, fold it up, put it, put it in a bowl that won't burn up, and burn all that stuff and send it up to God because he hears you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, Becky? I know he hears me. I mean, okay, I, I, have so. to com- I have to practice my faith. Okay. The, the yes. thing is, my faith is different from my, my offspring's faith. And I, I, you know, I I see where my kids are affected by it. They don't understand none of these things. No, no, no. So that's why they don't even understand why we were rejected. And I'm be honest with you, we did what we did the best that we could, and all that we could. But I I sat back and for like Jackie, it's not Jackie. It's not all written in stone either. So give yourself a chance. Take action, and just do what I said. Write it down, send it up, and then try to leave it alone. I know that's hard. You know what I mean? But you, for your own sake and your own health, you know, you don't want to drive yourself uh, crazy with stuff. So I almost did that to myself, and now I'm having peace again. And I never thought I'd ever have peace again. If I told you what happened to my niece, it would freak everybody out that's on here. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want mm. to say it out loud. But uh, just please just write it down. Make it your New Year's resolution and just send them all up. And put their names on every envelope. Every person gets a letter. And you you know don't read it to anybody just you wrote it so thank you so and, much and I gotta and get Jack, right. Go and Jack you're getting information from a person with a natural gift in Charlene so uh, this is this is your Christmas present maybe this is the present your parents wanted you to have you're a mother you're a wife you have a love in your heart just work with that work with your little soul group work with your yeah. inside. And then go from there. But listen to what Charlene says because, you know, she's, uh, you know, she's she's one of the naturals. That's what I call her. You know, she's Robert Redford. She's the natural. <laughs> Thank you. Oh wow. Thank you, Jackie. Merry Christmas. I love you. I'm gonna send prayers out for you too. Okay. Thank you. I do appreciate it. You're welcome. Good night, Jackie. Bye, Jack. Take care. I'm gonna put you on hold. Good night. Okay. Okay. Now we're gonna have to get on the line. Of mm-hmm. this Jackie Barrett, so let me give her a ring. Alrighty. Okay, I always get nervous during this part, so Why? a little thing comes up, and I have to get her her number in it. 
And if I make a mistake once, it'll keep calling that wrong number. <laughs> so let me just uh, let me just get her. Let me find her number on here. Okay, I see it. Okay. Sorry, one time I left good. out the one. One time I left out the one, and that was a nightmare. <laughs> and then you couldn't get any place for that. <laughs> no, it's just like it goes like a revolving door. So I produce this whole thing by myself, but you know, I probably well, that's like that. And that's like when George Burns says, "The great I, I met Gracie in a revolving door, and then and we've been going around ever since." You know, that's what George <laughs> Gracie. I love it when you do that. Okay, we're calling Jackie Barrett, and she's also in New York. Hello. Hi, Jackie. This is Charlene and Frank on the Paranormal and the Sacred. How you doing? Good. How are you, Charlene? Hey, Frank. So How are good. you? Jackie, how's it going? It's going. It's going. Merry Christmas to everyone and happy holidays and a little cheer. And, uh, and it, of course, only Jackie Barrett would have a dentist that could impersonate Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah, I think that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Uh, yo, yo, you got talent, Jackie. Yo, 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 you're good, yo. You're good. Pesci, uh, that's a different story. But when I'll he do, first I'll... did that to me, I said, oh, great, man. This guy has a dual personality. Yeah, well, I got it in the chair. So. so, you know, I, you know, I kind of just went with it. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it you know it, it was good. It was good. I it came across in a root canal, but it was good. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Jackie, why don't you uh, uh, fill us in, ask a question, and talk to each other? Well, so Jackie um, Barrett. Okay, let me tell you. First of all, I got to tell you something about Jackie Barrett. <laughs> she's entered into a partnership with June Wig. And uh, they're, you're in contract with Universal Studios to bring The Devil I Know to the big screen. And Devil I Know is a book that she's written, and you can get it's available now on Amazon.com. And it's very exciting. And uh, another one, Mirror, Mirror, in my hand will be her third book, and this is coming out. And it's a, her, it's the first of her memoirs, and it's, it's also has to do with self-help. And if you don't know Jackie Barrett, Jackie Barrett is a world-renowned psychic medium and author, and she has amazing, uh, very many amazing abilities, and and she's done some remarkable things with her life. Besides uh, being psychic, she's a major helper, and she has uh, she works for the Red Cross and the Jackie Barrett Foundation, and has raised millions of dollars. And her compassion earned her a great deal of respect, and she helps thousands from diverse backgrounds. And she's also a big dog lover, and she I know she's uh, in, in big with the rescues, and she has the cutest little dog I've ever seen in my life. I don't even think it's really real. I just think <laughs> it's kind of like a, a little chatty Cassie dog. I don't know what to say. <laughs> but it's the, most the battery's in at a move. No, yeah, it's real. And Linda's a great animal lover too, right, Jackie? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And and Violet even came by to uh, to see Dr. Frank. Yes, Aww. my girlfriend. Yep, yep. And, and I was so surprised he came. Um, well, not really, because but uh, it's you know not everybody is as uh, charitable as uh, as the people I've I've met. But um, he he had a dog biscuit in hand. Oh, <laughs> but you know you nice. know how I am. Violet's on an all green veggie diet, and you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> he was like, let her have this biscuit. <laughs> uh, give her a listen. It's Christmas. Let her have a treat. What the hell, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but but I have, I do have an amazing story to share um, about Dr. Frank and um, his story and his journey as, you know, as a father and um, uh, actually reaching out and touching many people, uh, you know, from um, his experiences and I had an experience um, with Linda. So this is my story. Um, and and I was going back and forth, and you knew about this, Charlene, where yeah, I, I couldn't even do a radio show once. Um, I was, yeah, I was in such horrific pain, and they were treating me for sinus infections, chronic sinus infections, um, an ear infection um, that they said was perforating the eardrum. And I kept saying, but my jaw hurts, my jaw hurts. And uh, then they said that, um, you see, uh, my dentist, um, who um, has even traveled with me on set, uh, said that, you know, right away they, they think it's something else because they know who you are. So they're saying, you know what, it's just like stress and tension and uh, you're probably grinding your teeth. Yeah, I probably am grinding my teeth, but my jaw hurts and my ear hurts and I'm getting fevers now. And if anybody knows what an earache is like, it's it's extremely painful and to go on for over six months. And, oh. you know, it's it's not like they didn't have the equipment um, and it's not like I'm putting them down uh, in their expertise, but um, I, th- I think it was purposely being manipulated in a, in a way where I needed to, you know, everything is lined up in life, and, and I truly believe the dead have a way of putting us on a path and they keep pushing us. And and it could be our spirit guides, and it could be someone from our family, someone from someone else's. You don't even know the person. And this is an everyday thing for me. So uh, being a medium, I you know, I have company 24-7. And, you know, I every day I would leave my house, I would shut the gate, and I would look down the corner of where I live, and it's closest to Dr. Frank's beautiful office there, right? Mm -hmm. So I shut the gate, and I look over, and this is going on for six-plus months at this time, and I just stare at his office, and it's sort of like something tugging, like um, you don't have to go, you don't have to go. And um, so, you know... uh, I continued this and tons of antibiotics and air drops and, uh, you know, to the point where I I couldn't sleep and I I came out of, it was on a weekend and I was in horrific pain and I came out of my, my gate and I, and this isn't the first time I saw this beautiful woman, this beautiful young girl, and she was standing Dr. Frank has a Madonna outside his office, and and it's just beautiful. 
and she was standing right there near the steps. And she would smile and wave. And it's, um, I do know when, when it is a, a spirit, and I do know when they come in full, and I do know when it's um, a living being. And she appeared to be a living being. And, you know, when you're in pain like that, um, there's a lot of people that pass by my house and wave or leave things um, at my door, uh, you know, trying to contact loved ones or messages uh, wanting to know something. So I, I, I stood there looking at her and I waved. And she waved me on. And I went down crossed over, and we both just, at the same time, sat down on his steps. Now it's the weekend. And I was sitting there, and I put my head down, and she told me it was going to be okay. And she said, this is the place where you have to go. And I looked up, and it's like (laughs) this huge dental institution, you know. And I'm like, Okay, and there's a dentist right across the street from from him. There's there's dentists all over. There's doctors and dentists all over. And there's this woman that came over from the dentist across the street, and she said, she said, you know, I just saw you um, on this special on TV. I know who you are. Are you okay? Do you need a dentist? Uh, At this time, my face was even swollen. And I said, no, I have to wait here, and I'm and I'm with her. And she just looked, and uh, she was like, I don't think she's okay. And then she turned around, and it's sort of like looking around for help, you know. Like, Uh uh, Jackie certainly isn't okay, you know, there's something wrong here. So I said, no, I'm going to wait. And she said, you know, he's not going to be in until Monday. And I said, I I think I'm going to sit here and wait. Uh Uh, So, of, of course, I didn't sit there for over the weekend, but um, I had a conversation with this beautiful girl, and she told me that um, she said, I, "I know you're in pain," and she said, "And I and I I know it's hard, but you have to come back." And I told her I would, and it was. It seems as though it was for more than one reason, um, and maybe it was for this, for what's happening right now. So I walk in, you know, I wait for the weekend, I walk in, and I said, you know, I really need to see the dentist. And um, and and meanwhile, there was a lot of activity going on, and, you know, I'm sort of used to this um, happening. And to make sure that I, I get there on Monday, so I was like, you know, and I said it out loud in my house, I was like, I'm going Monday. I, I'm I'm going Monday to see Dr. Frank. I mean, his name is out there, you know, and I'm like, I'm going Monday. So anyway, I go in and and I tell him I, I have pain, and he touches one thing, right? He just, well, first I had the, the, the whole De Niro thing happen, right? So, and then, he, like, the chair goes way back, and it's always like 
the instruments are in your mouth and like the you know the like they ask you questions and you're like ah, 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 right so um he said did you know anyone refer you or whatever and i said yes this girl and i was telling him and i described her and um it was his daughter it was Linda. So I I was totally I was totally thrown. I was completely completely thrown by it and he, you know, took a picture out and I said, That's that's her and he said, This girl and I said, Yep, that's the girl right there. That's the girl. She sat with me on the steps, she told me things were gonna be okay. Um, she even sat and spoke with me and I knew she was playing with Violet, so I already knew that she had made her, as as Dr. Frank calls it, um, the transition, right? Mm -hmm. So, because I saw her playing with Violet as well, and and he's taking this picture out, and I'm like, to be honest with you, I was like, holy shit, you know, (laughs) his daughter passed, like, this is... This is, I'm sitting in a chair, like, 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 what's going on, you know? And mm-hmm. the needles are all out and everything. And, and like, should I not say anything? Should I say, you know? Um, so, it, not only did he find this infection under no lie, three minutes, told the girl exactly where to to take this like simple X-ray, not all these big fancy machines that I even went through. Uh, he found it and he said, okay, this is what we have to do. You have to have this done. I'm going to fix your bite right now. Um, uh, you'll have some relief, but you have to be here at this time to get this done or it's going to act up. Like he's just relieving it a little. Gave me gave me the right antibiotics that I'm not allergic to. Uh, and... I'm looking around and I'm like, uh, you know, I'm staring into one place and I'm like, I wonder if he knows, like, the girl he just showed me the picture of, like, she's standing, <laughs> like, right behind him, you know. So yeah. not only is this, like, the new dentist, right, with all the needles and all the scary stuff that people think dentists have, right, and and Robert De Niro comes out of him, but his daughter's standing behind him, and I'm like, "Wow, I'm I'm either gonna get screwed, man, like big time, if I say something, you know, or or Jackie, it's gonna be like, spray. come on, or it's gonna be like, okay, Jackie, we're gonna have to extract this shit, and uh, no novocaine or anything, you know, we're just gonna do this like old school. But the 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 point is, is that I feel that. Here it is, you know, I've been seeing this girl and she's waving to me and, you know, I followed, I I finally followed her and I sat on his steps and it was his daughter. You know, and if you didn't see that, you wouldn't have gotten the help. Who knows, that could have gone to your head and killed you, you know that, if you have that poison in your head. Well, it was a a bad infection, wasn't it, Dr. Frank? Uh, yes, it was bad. I I can only say certain things as HIPAA laws, you know, but yes, it was a bad infection. Yeah, nobody cares about Jackie and HIPAA laws at this time. You know? Nobody cares. They're like, 
it, it was bad. It, it it was. It was it was really bad. My jaw was killing me. Um, you know, it's like um, you know, and the work I have to do. It's it, I had my head down half the time. Mm-hmm. You know, just holding it in place. But not only did he help me, but um, I got to know his daughter. And I consider her um, a friend. And she's helped you in other areas too, Jackie. She's helped you with other other people that come to you. She's helped you with some things on your own, and mm-hmm. helped you yeah. one night with your house when the boiler wasn't working. There's a oh, couple of things. Oh yes, that yes. It was like, oh my God. It, you know, I, I'm here's a a perfect thing, and uh, I I kept checking. I kept checking the thermostat in the house, and, you know, I'm not a checker. Uh, I'm a matter-of-fact person, and I kept going over, you know, to the thermostat, and I'd go downstairs, and I was checking the boiler. Then I was checking all around the house, up and down, and I needed to be at a very important board meeting, and... um, I was very concerned about the boiler, so I don't get concerned with things for nothing. And Joanne, my daughter, had mentioned that um, when I was gone, uh, she was going downstairs to do some laundry, and she heard um, a woman talking and told her to come up the stairs. And uh, Joanne was like, no questions asked, zoom up, right? She... She locks the door to to the downstairs part of the house, and she didn't go down there. So as soon as I came home, I was fixated on this boiler. So I go down there, and well, as I was going down, Joe said to me, um, she said, you know, I heard a woman talking, and sound like uh, I don't know if it was many people or talking to someone. And she said, but I'm not going down there. And I was like, yeah, screw this, I'm going down, you know. <laughs> so. Uh, the the hot water heater um, blew, and it blew the pilot. It was just ready to blow the pilot at that point, um, and especially if Joe would have used the hot water to do laundry, and then we have the fireplace and this and that. So, um, you know, when I was calling the repair person and and Frank, if you remember, I told you it was like in the middle of the night, and it's always right. Right, it are, was. These things are always in the middle of the night, you know. <laughs> and I was standing there, looking through like who to call, and of course every plumber, nobody answers, nobody does anything. My handyman, nobody answers. So um, I I see this little finger, and I wasn't looking on either side of me, and I see this, you know, this like nice little finger. And he's like, here, here. And I and I looked over and I was like, Joe. And she and I looked to the other side and she said, I'm inside, ma. <laughs> and I looked around and Linda was just sitting there smiling and she said, you better call Rhoda Ruder. And I was like, of course I'm gonna call Rhoda Ruder. And I was like, Joe, we better call Rhoda Ruder. You know, <laughs> but it was. <laughs> It it was ready to blow, and um, I don't think the neighbors on either side would have liked it, and we would have uh, been gone. Because right, Linda, and Linda was, pointed to that 
told you to shut that valve off, right? Yeah, and exactly. And it's and it's like we shut the valves down and and you know, so I was I was like, "Thank you." You know, um I I I myself and I didn't tell Frank, you know, I I put um trinkets out um for Linda and I called them trinkets, um, you know, uh little things, uh little little toys. Um she's she she just loves violet you know and i know they played together uh flowers for her and i the first thing i do when i get up in the morning i have my own uh rituals as a you know american indian what we do um but then i also take care of her flowers uh followed right after that and and i thank her i thank her for helping me um, get out of pain, and um, this way I could help the people that I need to help. And and I thank her for introducing me to a really incredible human being, Frank. And I have to thank and I have to thank you for introducing me to Charlene and and being a good friend and uh, our conversations right. that we have. This is important because her mother had called in earlier. Frank, is there something for me you want to say? And I didn't want to say that you were going to come on and talk about this, but if Marie's still listening, this is why Linda wanted you to hear the conversation tonight, Marie, because she's doing a lot of work with a lot of people, and, and this is another reason why I'm writing the book, because it's all true, it's all real, and Jackie is if you know Jackie's, is, is verifying Everything that that I've been experiencing, Linda comes to me all the time in the office. So what, when you would have said to me, "I see my your daughter," I would have said, "So what else is no?" <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> I I had no idea. You know, I seriously, you know, um, I come and go, and for the eight years that I'm living here when this place was being built, um, I out of the eight years, I'm probably living here a steady four. Um, if that, I've traveled a lot. I, I just people don't even know if I'm home or not. I'm, I'm a loner. I, I am. I, I walk Violet um, very, very early. You know, I, I. It's just my personality. It's just how I am. So I had not a clue um, who Dr. Frank was. Uh, I've never met him before. I've never met you before this. I, you never, know, never. coming into your office. I've never been to the Monroe Institute. Um, hmm? I, I, I don't. I, you know, this is. I, I came on tonight to let people know that Linda and other people, just like Linda. And just like Frank, and just like you, Charlene, and myself, and people that that are on. When I say the other side, I mean right next to me because I can see them. Um, not everybody has the visual gift or different, you know, aspects of it. Comes in different forms, but I I had no idea that, you know, this happened to this man, I was going in there just to get help from a dentist and thinking that 
one of the one of the spirits that are always with me um that you know uh, I meet on in the street uh, like walking I can tell the difference of how many you know living people and how many people who have crossed um I actually just sway out of their way and maybe that's why I choose to go out at certain times it's uh it's a lot easier if the living are in <laughs> bed um but uh pe- you, people need to know that um frank's story um his journey um as a father as a human being you know it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing uh you know to have a dentist like we just look at people as their profession but for for him to um share this and to have the knowledge of this i find refreshing incredible and very uplifting i don't find it i find it sad because we we we're you know we're human and we all experience pain and i find I find his daily experiences extremely joyful, um, knowledgeable, and I know thousands um, who need to hear what he has to say. Uh, Maybe they won't get it right away. Um, It's a different language, you know, uh, when we say transition, um, some people, the lay people, aren't used to to hearing certain words, uh, but the message is the same. Yeah. Thank and, you so much. And, and she's there, and and you know, so are all the the other ones, you know, that um, have have passed. And you know, I was. I was getting in late, Charlene, and I heard mm-hmm. um I heard you say I had it on my iPhone and it was um I was like on fifteen percent and I was like, Oh my god, I gotta get to the door, you know and mm-hmm. I gotta get in before Violet starts balking at me in the middle of trying to get your <laughs> call, right? And then I heard you say something. <laughs> She's like, You're late and I heard you say something about mm-hmm. your niece and yeah. um it's you know it's a, a it's a it just a, a horrible thing and we can't forget the mm-hmm. the the sorrow and and we can't um we have to embrace everything yeah. and embracing everything is um healing and and also letting go and you know People, uh, you know, I I practice the the forgiveness method, and you know it's probably one of the hardest things to do. Um, uh-huh. But you don't forgive uh, the act. You you need to forgive yourself in some ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and not because no. of the act, but but because of the yeah. heavy baggage. There's a word that just came to me. I don't know what if it concerns us, but it's like uh, the grief is transmuted into some kind of glory at the end. 
Right. You know I mean? Grief lifts the veil. It's an essential. Yeah. It's it's through the grief and and the and the and the soul's passing that allows you to reconnect uh, with the other side. It allows you to become almost a natural a natural a natural entity a natural being like like Jackie some people need yeah. the tragedy to transcend but that's the essence the grief lifts the veil and that's yeah. the, I write in the book the grief is what lifts the veil and you have to be open and you have to embrace it and it's nothing wrong it's an essential gift it's a feeling just like laughter it's a beautiful feeling, even though it's painful, but it's in that grief and that pain that you forget about the ego around you and the material things and the fact that you're late for an appointment and you're just sitting there and you're feeling it come through you. And that's when the soul reaches through to the, from the other side and touches you. For people that don't have any natural gifts like yourself and Jackie, that they, that they come through and they touch you. And Jackie has a natural gift, and you know I'm honored. I'm honored. I'm honored that I'm honored that Linda, uh, you know, in her. I mean, of course, she she loves me so much, and her mother so much. And yeah. but because I, this is a validation for people. I it, when you do the work and you're open, things happen. And Linda con- came to Jackie because I was open to the experience that she needed to show me. I worked to change. I I honored her courage by working through it in my own courage. And then things happen, and people come into your lives, and it all happens for a reason and simultaneously. Why didn't Jackie come four years ago? Well, Linda didn't transition four years ago. Jackie came because it was time. And, yeah, maybe that that tooth was blocked for a reason so that Mm -hmm. Jackie had to come in and experience and validate the truth of of what of what we experience, uh, Jackie, myself, and you, and validate so that people, yeah, I use a different language and different words, and I explain this in the book. And I, when you see it, when you read about it, you'll understand. Mm-hmm. In fact, language defines how we think and how we how we view the world. So as we learn a new language and we change our way of thinking uh, through the new language, uh, new words come about. And that's that's the process that changes. That's what makes it every day and normal. Right. So grief, that's so grief is a part of of living. You know, yeah, unfortunately, we have to. You know, and I say unfortunately because, you know, our world isn't perfect. And uh, you know, I go to bed at night, and you know, I I often lose sleep thinking of you know all the people that I've spoken to throughout the day um, of their pain. And, 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 it's, and it's hard. It's hard pain that they're going through. And it's, unfortunately, it's, it's part of our everyday life. And, you know, to, to show people, my thing is to show people how to connect in, in a, a different in a different way, um, and and it's okay. Everybody has their own method, you know. Um, but I I was um, I was amazed how for some reason Linda wanted that those X-rays blocked. It, it just had to be because my dentist showed me my other dentist. Frank's my new dentist. <laughs> 
<laughs> he, I'm keeping this guy. So she, you know, she showed me, um, she, you know, look, um, how many times can we take an x-ray on this tooth? And panorama, all this stuff. And she said, um, there's nothing there. Look at it. She said, are you going through something? Are you... You I know, hate that you, when you do that. Yeah. No, but it wasn't it was she wasn't talking about stress. Like like I oh. inhabit I inhabit spirits. I right. allow them to come through me and right. I I'm able to reenact their last moments. That's yeah. how I even solve crimes. They're and that's the hardest thing that I have to live with because it's mm-hmm. like dying a million times over. Mm-hmm. So she said to me, "Is it? are you going through meaning this? Like what I went through with Patricia, like what I went through mm-hmm. with DeFeo. You know, are you mm-hmm. going through something? Because she saw me through these things while she was doing dental work on me when I was like that. So... um I said, I grabbed her hand, and I said, no, listen to me. There's something there, like I'm in pain. And she said, look, it's clear. There's nothing there. She said, I don't even see anything. And, and, you know, Frank just, you know, he said, okay, let's just take a regular x-ray, and let's just see. Meanwhile, he knew. He, Damn it, he knew. Like I sat in a chair, and he he touched a, a certain way. And I'm so used to it because I'm in and out of the dentist for, like, the the work that I do, especially if I'm traveling, if I crack a tooth or, you know, if you do something, your crown falls off, right? So mm-hmm. he, he takes, like, the little mirror and he's, like, he just pushes one little area. And he said, I'm going to go easy. You tell me when to, ah, like that, right, before, right as soon as he touches it, ah, right there. Mm-hmm. And he said, yep, that's what I thought. And then he confirmed it, you know. And I I had to turn around in the chair. I had to see the x-ray. I wanted to see it. And I was like, I was like, what is that? Like, what is that? Like, I I just had one two days ago. What is this? And he said, it's cloudy. And I said, yeah, but that's like, why? What is this cloudy? He was like, it's infected. You need a root canal. Sit down. You know, and I was like, I was like, but but how did this happen? And he was like, I, look, it's okay, it's a root canal. We're gonna do this. And yeah, but how? I just saw this, and then mm-hmm. and then I, right over his shoulder when I'm turning. You, you know how like the dentist and you you know Frank. I have to tell you this: the dentist always goes behind you where you have to turn around with like yeah, you gotta hide. We have to hide. The, we yeah, call the it bib on, and it's and not a needle. The, it's the sleepy water, we hide it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, oh, yeah, I caught you with the sleepy water, too. And I was yeah, yeah. like, what is this? <laughs> like, you know. But anyway, he's he's wonderful. I, I, I just yeah. love him. I love him. So I turn around. I got the bib on. And you you, you got the, the the thing in your mouth to put, to take the x-ray, <laughs> blah, 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 right? And I'm trying to look at him. And, I'm, and, and he's hiding something, you know. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, what is this? And as I'm looking at him, I'm looking over his shoulder, and I was like, why does my life have to be the Twilight Zone, you know? And, and it's like, I feel like Danny Darko, like in the mirror. And, I, and I'm looking at him, 
and I'm, I'm looking from one shoulder to the other, and then he said, I'm over here. And I said, I know. I, you know, I, I was like, Jesus, God, like, like he, there's another woman in here. Like, it, like she's smiling. She thinks it's funny, and she's like, oh, don't worry. He's going to take care of you. I told you. And by the way, he's my dad. Yeah, I almost, I was like, what the hell, man? Did he give me something? Oh, my God. Like, I know, I know it, I know it. Like, somebody slipped me something, you know. So, to come across a soul like Linda, who's just, who's just so, you know, who's so light and beautiful on the other side and and glowing, you know, it's it's just refreshing to to work to talk to and work with her, especially you know you work with a lot of the of uh, oh I you have a the job there. you work with yeah. the souls and you have to relive that transition and that pain, and then when you see a soul like Linda who's in the highest level and she's just vibrating and she's just there laughing having a good time, I mean mm-hmm. she's she's like a breath of fresh air I, even for someone somebody like you. <laughs> She was, um, she she had sandals on. She was wiggling her toes. You know, yeah. it was like I was like, is this like shit on me? Joke on me? Like I'm gonna come in here and get juiced up with something called sleepy water or happy water? You know? And um, and 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 I have to tell everybody out there if you ever go see Doctor Frank, he he hides the needle. Like <laughs> he hides it. No, no. Listen, he hides the needle, and I got a teddy bear to hold. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. No. 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 This is no, no. like this is. No, wait a second. This is Jackie, who um, who goes into prisons and you know who's been in Peru and stuck there for a while, and and I'm sitting there with a bib on and I'm looking at like a big poster Disney World and he's like, we're gonna have the day. and he sings this like little like like this song and his daughter's across over there just giggling and laughing, and I'm like, wow, I'm really in for it, man. <laughs> like, I'm going to get it good. Like, someone, awesome. someone, I was, I, either I was being punked, like something was happening, right? Yeah, and it's on TV. I and didn't you're even being feel punked. the needle, but I didn't even feel the needle, and I was I'm like, teasing. yeah, yeah. And and, yeah. and then I, you know something, Frank, I, I was almost, scared to say that I wasn't in pain because I was in pain so long that right. yeah. you know like you know like when you're afraid to say like you're in love you don't um, because it. you don't want it to go away, you know? Yeah. And I and once in a while I look at the tooth and I'm like, Aha, you're still there, you better stay there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's well, uh, no, I'm we're, I just I'm sorry, I, I love having said. you guys on and uh you can actually get a hold of uh, Jackie at www.thehousethatkbuilt.com. And, uh, Frank, how are they going to get a hold of you? Just uh, You can actually contact well, right, me. The uh, right now, they could get a hold of me through you until yeah. I get everything set up for the book because, you know, I, I can't have, you know, I, I, can't, I can't answer I can't work with uh, this work when I'm in my dental office. I have to separate the two. So my website is just for dentistry, uh, you know, because that's a commitment. I, it's a 24-7 commitment that I make to people because I work in that sacred space. Yeah, and, and plus I, I'm going to need more dentistry. Please, please. Right. So, <laughs> so, so we're, 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 we are in trust. We are in trust you. 
uh, Ms. Charlene McCain to be the gatekeeper for all the information that's going to pass uh, back and forth until the book gets published. So you will be uh, the person that that will 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 keep will keep the candle, keep the light lit for Linda and myself. Oh, I and will. Ian, uh, thank you, Jackie. You're you're, you're given that. That's this yeah. is your gift. He's 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 wonderful. That's he's nice. wonderful. Do well, I get a free know, cleaning? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was just thinking that, but I don't want to be. My mercenary well, little heart was thinking that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Dr. Frank Beth Beth from the uh, Monroe Institute. She she graduated and she says that she loved the show and thank you so much that um, oh, she didn't get great. on but she wanted to give you a message and oh. um, I'd like to thank. Uh, Marie, who called in, and we were honored by your call, Marie. Thank you so much. And then Linda. And then Jackie, I want to remind you, remember New Year's Eve, do your homework. I don't mean you, Jackie. I mean the other Jackie. Now, Jackie, do mm-hmm. your homework. Oh, Write everybody okay. a letter to every uh, rascal that's bugging you, and then uh, put all your feelings down there, fold it up, and then put it in that bowl, and get rid of it New Year's Eve. That's it. That's your. That's how maybe, you're going to work yeah, on it. Maybe yeah. Yeah. The fire department will come after that. What about what? <laughs> seriously, you know, like America, you know, like my belief between Native and and my Creole Voodoo, um, yeah, uh, family. No, don't forget you know. your Sicilian heritage, uh, please. You know, uh, uh, yeah, the put Sicilian. It the ocean. Put it, put it into the ocean. You know, okay. Like, yeah. so like give it back to burn give it. it back to yeah. nature, man. I don't know how far Jackie is from the ocean, though. Might be oh, very really? far. Two blocks, two, three blocks. That's yeah, all. Yeah, but you know no. something. I'm going to tell you something. How how long has her journey been in pain? So yes. does it matter? Like I like see. take she, your okay. take yourself. Can she flush take yourself? Can she flush them? <laughs> yeah, I I would. I would be like you really? know. Well, it depends what they did to you. You know what I'm talking they about. They hurt her. They it hurt is, her. So it they depends. Can she burn they, them or flush them. It depends what you did. No, she needs to let go. She needs to. Yeah, she, she needs does. to let go, and she needs to. You know, like I, I'm all about the spirit guide. So I, you know, I, I know. Even when I see people, I see their guides around them, and most of them, they're they're animal guides, and and they also help you um, travel mm-hmm. on to the other side, and and just let it go. No family's perfect. God only yeah, knows. Can you imagine what yeah. our Thanksgiving table looked like? We had the Creole <laughs> Voodooist and we had the American Indians. <laughs> wow. And then, then you had just the same grandmother. I'm going to bring all my Greek bread, so it'll be cool. Yeah. And then, uh, then they had right, me, so, you know. That's right. <laughs> and then I want to thank Deb Suter for calling in. She's also just went her first yes. trip uh, to the Monroe Institute and. She just had an autobiotic experience. So all the callers, I want to thank you. We've had people that have been actually on this line all this time. And I want to thank all the listeners oh. for calling in and the people in chat. You know, the phone lines are totally full. And, you know, Frank, I just, wanna, I just want to tell you, even though you live down, you know, well, you don't live down the block from me, but even though you work down the block from me, um, and, and you know, I, I don't get to say this as much as I want to, and, and, and I have a chance to say it, and, and I'm sure Marie's listening to this, and I know Linda is, definitely, mm-hmm. but um, I, I really don't say this to, to too many people. There, there are a few authors, 
that I do push and 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 I I drag them to that finish line. Um, I know, um, I know your book is going to come out. I know your book is going to come out. You know, uh, but of course it can't come out without having a great agent. And right. So who knows? Maybe someone's listening, and you know, and maybe there's right. a reason why I had to say that. Maybe I had Thank to call someone. Much reminding us. No, maybe yeah, so, I had uh, to call someone a great agent. <laughs> Oh, so cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all we all have great agents, but I, I know, like I said at the beginning, the book has already been it's already been published and produced on the other side. So it's just a matter of it coming into this reality. On the other, in the non-physical, it's already been printed, it's already been written, it's already been done because there's no time or space. And I just want to say uh, that I am honored and humble that I, I've been blessed to be around in my life. Uh, such people with great spiritual uh, prowess, great uh, energy. Uh, it, it makes me realize that this life is eternal. And in this physical world, even though we're imperfect and we struggle, there are beacons, there are lights, there are guides, there are Jackies, there are uh, Charlene's and Karen's and and Jeannie's and uh, my old sister Flora, my my grammar school sixth grade teacher who I still talk to, who was one of the most beautiful souls and and still is uh, she's still alive and she's one of the most beautiful souls in the world and. I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I count my blessings. I have a lovely wife, and and uh, I'm honored, Jackie, that you include me as a close friend. And you said this to me uh, that you 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 trust me with with a lot of close things, and you don't do that to many people. And no. we don't really know each other in the physical for a short period of time, but we both know that we've traveled lifetimes together. And we will always be together, you and I, Will, Linda, and a lot of other people. We all travel in the same, as Bob says, the same eye there. We move in the same path. And you are you are really uh, a conscious uh, healer and a developer. And I marveled. I've read your books, and I'm humbled uh, by the work you take on. You are courageous. You fight the fight that nobody else wants to fight. And you are to be commended, and the guides and the masters, and Michael the Archangel, and Ariel, and God himself, and Jesus, they love you. Uh, you are loved. You have so much love and so much protection oh. around you. And even your next-door neighbors love you, that uh, that beautiful uh, young couple who was in to see oh, me the other yeah, day. yeah, yeah. They yeah, love yeah, you. I they have, love you. She I told me crazy. the story uh, how uh, she was pregnant, and uh, you, she didn't tell anybody. And you walked by and said, oh, congratulations. And by the way, it'll be a girl. And, and, and uh, she looked at you uh, and, and she said, Jennifer looked at you and said, but how did she know that? And then when Jack was born, you were in the house because the water broke. You said, everything is fine. She'll be a boy. So, and you, you do these. <laughs> yeah. But Jackie yeah. also does things. She helps people with marital issues or people that want to find out about love in their life. And now, you know, even though, you know, Jackie works in, in, in very difficult realms, uh, but as difficult as the realms are, she has the power of the light. Of, of the goodness, the shield around her. You know, when you see her, you touch her, you talk to her. And uh, she's a great person. And and 
and and Charlene, you 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 know you're you're also a, a great soul, and I'm I'm honored, and I'm really I'm I'm honored to be part of the group. To me, I'm humble. Now, I'm now I feel now I feel like I I I I got I have to confess this after all of this. This past weekend, I was hanging with the the bad Santas, you know, the drunk Santas, and, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> no, of course it was all right. I got stuck. I was stuck in Manhattan. What am I going to do? I was, I was stuck. You know, there was what right? What? Yeah. I was with Violet. Violet was around her drunk Santas. Uh, 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 <laughs> Look, you got to have fun, right? So yeah. yeah. So, so there's a, there's a little Barrett. Merry Christmas cool. to, to Merry both, Christmas. and please, please give. And the, I'll be seeing you, Doc. Uh, now I'm going to call you Doctor Frank because I need a cleaning. So I'll be seeing you. Yeah. Whenever and, uh, you want, the door is always open. You know, for I Will know, and Joanne and your you uncle. And really God bless you because you are blessed and and enjoy the holidays and you made this Christmas isn't he merry. Isn't he, everybody, isn't he, isn't he yes. wonderful? Yes, I know, I know, I know, I know he too. is. I know that's why. That's why Linda. That's why Linda is by his side, and and she guides, and she gives information, and she comes through because she has really fantastic pops. Awesome. So I'm going to leave it as that. Have very happy holidays and happy 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 holiday and and much love and say hi to your family for me. Okay, I will take care, Jackie. I will. Thank okay. you, Jackie. Take care, Frank. Bye. 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 Okay, Frank. You know it's been really awesome having you on tonight. Um, this has been a beautiful, uh, heartwarming, and tear-filled night. <laughs> I've been well, it's you know it's, show, but it's been a good crying. You know, it's yeah. A good crying. It's just, you it's know, Christmas, it's a, and this is what it's all about. It's, it's all about the love and 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 getting together with family and. Uh, every everyone that called in and listened, we're all part of the same family. You know, this That's is it. Right. So we're all welcome. Uh, so family extends. Wanna... And if well, I'm this, ever in Hermosa Beach, I'll take you to Sharky's for lunch. Yeah. I promise. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> okay, and love you, and take care, and thank you so love much. You. You're a very honored guest, and come on anytime. Thank you. Love uh, you. Thank you. Take care. Love okay, you. Thank bye-bye. you, Charlie. Bye bye. Okay, bye bye. Okay, it's been, you know, one amazing show, perfect for the holidays. And I do wish all my listeners and your families and uh, everything just uh, just make the best out of these holidays. I know there's some sadness and loneliness and everything else that's happening. And let's just pray for each other and uh, do the best we can. And I have to talk to you about next week's guest, this guy, Gary Bobroff. I've just got his book. His book is called Crop Circles Young and Reemergence of the Archetypical Feminine. And this is right up my alley. Uh, I actually used to study up there at the Young Institute in West Los Angeles. And I'm going to read you the bio and then tune in next week and be sure to get his book. It's available on Amazon. And throwing the light on the mysterious phenomena of crop circles in the context of modern psychological reality, Crop Circles Young and Reemergence of the Archetypal Feminine, an engaging look at science, history, and symbolic nature of mystery as the annually occurring giant-scale works of art. Gary Bobroff offers a framework for the reader's own deeper consideration of crop circles by examining both the phenomena itself and the nature of the era to which it has arrived, with special consideration of its relevance to Jungian archetypical 
psychology. That's my favorite. Living the moment of death from one worldview to the birth of another. Our culture suffers from hypermasculine inflation. It's left us alienated, imaging ourselves to be separate from each other and the earth. Today we are presented with the environmental, social, and spiritual crises and mysteries that call us back toward closer participation with the world. Crop circles formed in a living grain exemplify the archetypical feminine nature of this moment's change, a calling towards consciousness, felt engagement with a dynamic living in a mysterious world, placing this modern dream to the context of modern reality. This book considers what it means to live in the era of strange encounters with energies larger than ourselves. So tune in next week. He's going to tell us all about his book, and it's available right now on Amazon.com. I want to thank everybody again who's tuned in and stuck with us all night, and uh, love you very much, and I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. And uh, we'll see you uh, again next week with Bob Bogoroff, and um, it's going to be amazing. And thank you for such a beautiful show tonight. It's really lovely. God bless you guys all. Take care. Bye-bye.